Hey awesome nerds and welcome to D&D and TV, a weekly podcast where we rewatch shows that we really enjoy and talk about how their plots, themes and characters can be used in different role-playing games. I am your host Jeremy and today I am joined by my co-host, uh, someone who is standing in a football stadium shouting our ancient enemy has returned, it is Elise. <laughs> Hello, hello. <laughs> the finale episode, which I'm very excited about. Yes, this week is the finale episode of Motherland Fort Salem that we've been talking about. Oh, it's first season finale, I should say. Yes. Um, um, also, I find it interesting that you called it a football stadium. Um, it is. It's football. It's soccer. Football. Soccer. Football. <laughs> what do you, you shouldn't be calling it football. Australians call it soccer. Why are you then, calling and it And we're wrong. <laughs> No, no way. It's soccer. See, anyway. See, the round ball is football. Then you have the oval ball that Australians play, Aussie rules, and that is footy. What's the American football called? American football. No. Or gridiron, no. if you really want to be. No, it's but soccer. I... The round ball is soccer. You cannot okay, change get... my mind. I'm going to ride S- this train like us... I ride the defense of Scylla train. <laughs> Send us the hate in uh, in tweets, uh, because that's probably, <laughs> of all the controversial things we have said on this podcast, I feel that this is the one that will get the most response, because that probably. is generally what happens. It's uh, when it comes down to, I can't say it, the naming of stuffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, people get very, very uptight. Mm. Well, that is kind of why we're bringing this up, because that is how the episode starts. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to jump right into it because let us not dwell on the fact that this is the last episode of the season. Um, mm-hmm. Sad. But Ooh. we are talking about episode 10 of Motherland Fort Salem, season one, entitled Witch Bomb. Uh, it's directed by Stephen A. Edelson and it is written by Elliot Lawrence. This is the episode that after Rael, Abigail and Tally graduate from basic training, Abigail becomes desperate to prove her unit belongs. Older eyes the unit for a rescue mission. Anacostia and Scylla find common ground. I mean, that's quite a spoilery synopsis, I feel. Right. Although I guess I feel like I might have actually said that about every single one of these that you've read out. A little bit. A little bit. Last couple, anyway. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, older eyes the unit um, for a rescue mission. That basically tells everyone how they go in graduating, does it not? Well, no. I mean, you eat... I feel in basic training, you either graduate or you wash out entirely. And they were never in uh, uh, in danger of washing out. They're in danger of not going to war college and going straight to the front lines. But you always graduate. No, I know. But this doesn't this give an indication of the way that they graduate? Because if they went off to war college, oh, they, they would not be I assisting on this mission? <clears throat> I suppose. I guess when you get a synopsis for this show, like just the show overall, and it is three witches go to military training, mm. you know at the end of it they will graduate and something will happen. It's only if you've really been watching the show that you'll... I guess, but then again, if you're watching the show, you're going to be the one worried about spoilers. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I've let us down this yeah. path too long. Let's, uh, let's carry on. <laughs> there's, there's no such thing as too long. There is just a tangent <laughs> to go on. Uh, but this is how, going back to our soccer football discussion, that that mm-hmm. is how the episode opens. And it's been a kind of a trend. It's a nice little bookend for it, mm-hmm. that it mm-hmm. started with Scylla um, committing her terrorist <laughs> oh, act in the, in the mall. Uh-huh. And now it yep. ends with some, something similar, um, that there's a, a soccer outdoor soccer match. The ball, of course, contains air. It pops mm-hmm. up 
or bounces mm-hmm. up and it pops, everyone in the crowd is affected. But instead of all dying, as we've seen in previous uh, spree attacks, they all just start standing there chanting, our ancient enemy has returned. Mm. Mm. Which, uh, slightly less creepy than killing them all. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Um like very interesting you're like wait what because you're definitely like oh here we go another spree attack you know what's going to happen yeah. um are they all going to start fighting each other or you know whatever um but then they yeah they all start saying that all the players and the people in the in the stands um so yeah so a bit interesting and an ancient enemy at this stage i was like ah, i've got no yeah. clue <laughs> um, oh no so- someone's back okay. <laughs> um i did like that it was a, a women's soccer match um I kind of assumed since it's motherland that there yeah. is kind of a matriarchy yeah. and um, maybe there's no men's sports whatsoever. Well, that's a bit sad. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't mind watching, you know, I guess in Australia we have sink, like sleeveless jerseys and, and really short shorts, um, yeah. you know, whereas in America they're often covered up with pads and helmets. But anyway, I appreciate the consistency of motherland. Uh, and um, I did like that it was, yeah, it was uh, all women. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then basically um, that's it. And then the girl <laughs> says, we are the spree to no one because um, no one's listening um, and walks off the field. Um, yeah, which is a bit concerning. It's like, well, if you're going to have an attack, I guess everyone would remember because they haven't been killed this time. Yes, but she doesn't, A, she doesn't say very loudly. And well, they never B, do. <laughs> and B, um, like I was wondering like, whether maybe it's just like, it's almost like... Um, like a little pat on the back kind of thing. Like as in like, you know, she's been gearing for this mission and this is her first mission to do a, a little spree work and and off she goes and, you know, and so it's like, oh, go through the ritual, do the thing and then say, we are the spree and she's been practicing in the mirror and, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's a little bit of like a hell yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, but I, I don't know, who knows? But it doesn't matter because... Um, no, I think it doesn't matter because that <laughs> explains a lot more when Scylla was in the car in the first episode and she like burns her face. She's like, we are the spree. I'm like, dude, you're the only one in the car. You are literally <laughs> saying this to no one else. But yeah, this is yeah. like the amen they say at the end of a prayer or something. It's like, this is just yeah. their little mantra yeah, they say like when a, they're successful. Mm-hmm. Like a mantra, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, All right, yeah. that makes more sense to me. Thank you very much, uh, <laughs> at least. Very, and final episode welcome. of the show to, to get there. <laughs> You're welcome, world. Uh, which, of course, we switch over to, um, a, a, well, the response for mm-hmm. the unit for this another attack, which is kind of how we've been seeing these. We'll see the attack, which makes a really cool set piece, and then we'll see how the unit is feeling about that and what the fallout for, for witches are. And this is a really interesting thing that um, Tally, who has been so very anti-spree, this time they're starting to thought well ancient enemy what what ancient enemy mm. and tells like well it's probably the church mm. which i i wonder so much that if witches have this much power does the church even really exist anymore yeah how much power does the church have um and also like i'd love to know like i'd almost want like a prequel series that shows mm the rise of witch power and, and and how the world, I guess, kind of developed um, in, in, like in difference to, to obviously our own. Um, Cause yeah, it's just really interesting. Cause they obviously, the church is obviously still an entity. Um, yeah. 
you know, so, but yeah, like how much power do they have? Have they actually, like, were they actually an enemy and were they actually still going against the, you know, the law of the nation or whatever and, and persecuting them? I don't know. It's interesting. Mm. And particularly um, that Rael has that that connection with the church. Yeah. That her, her mantra when she's casting spells is what seems to be a Judeo-Christian faith catechism. Mm. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that may be why uh, Ray's just like, uh, let's let's not talk about that right now. We're trying to, we're dealing with a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, mm. You know, the fact that our commanding officer just puppeted the president <laughs> of the United States and we mm. might be in, they may know that yeah. we know and it's a whole mm. thing. And we're graduating. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, <laughs> and, I, and the graduate, I feel the graduation is, is high on the list. Um, yeah. Which is but kind of I, nice I, because Ray's come so far. Like at the start of the season, she yeah. couldn't give, like a flying fuck about graduation. Um, I don't know. Well, this is, this is again, kind of Ray's arc that she didn't care about graduation. She wanted to get through as quickly as possible and get out mm. into the field. And now she's, mm. well, she's older and wiser. Um, mm. She's in a lot more pain probably, mm. <laughs> uh, from, from where she's, well, maybe not a lot more, just as much pain possibly mm-hmm. from where she started. But mm-hmm. she does see graduation as an achievement. Mm, rather than mm. just another step. Yeah, for sure. Mm. It's Yeah, I feel that there's a, not enough emphasis placed on this for Ray. That Ray's storyline so often feels like it's just about Scylla. And that mm, her arc okay. of... That a lot of her storylines are about in relation to Scylla. Um, I guess. I guess. Sure. And yeah, I, I just feel that this is a, a fantastic episode and it's underplayed mm. for, mm. that Ray has made massive steps from where she was mm. at the start of the season. Yeah, definitely. Which which is wonderful. Mm. Um, and I do kind of want to, when we were talking about the church before, I do want to kind of bring this in because I feel that this is a, like you were saying with the prequel series, this is a great potential for D&D and fantasy games to create a world where where you can have this sort of magic, this magic and that the users of magic are ostracized, that there is this clash between faith and and magic or in, mm. I guess, arcane magic. In D&D, there's very much you have the divine spellcasters who get their powers from a god and then the arcane spellcasters who get their powers from learning or innate magical abilities or um, being able to sing really well or something like that and they just use the magic around them. And it's never, there's not too much mechanical stuff played into it, but I just love that idea of making there a, a conflict and very much like a conflict in the show mm. that you can't always get along with those kind of people. Mm. That there is this this separation between the two. Yeah. And because that's kind of how we've seen it in our world as well, that the church, who is the divine magic, have always been the natural magic of Wicca and um, and other things that they've driven it out. So, no, you can't have that. And there, mm. I would like to see it if there was a – well, I don't want to make a persecution complex in my game of, yes, all the faiths are banned and that's a bad yeah. – and religion is is underground. It's like, but I, I feel there's a lot of storytelling potential in that, that you yeah. can have these two groups. And particularly because when you have something like that, you can – create trappings around it of okay so i have let's say it's this case where the church is all powerful and they're oppressing natural magic you can create 
a situation where the natural magic has to have these trappings and um, and I guess deceptions of we're ca- going to cast regular magic, but it's going to look like divine magic. Yeah, right. And that's when you get a lot of the more utility spells like prestidigitation in D and D and silent image and minor illusion, which you kind of have to cast at the same time as all these other things to make it look like mm. your yeah your um your towing the line yeah um and it would be interesting to have um obviously a a party where you have i guess say what a paladin are they divine magic they are um and what like a a warlock Mm. uh, or no a druid maybe um and you know they obviously have to overcome their differences because i'm sure i i guess I, i guess it depends on how much they bind there the faith, right? <laughs> it is. Um, but I feel that's part of something you can do in a game. If you want to explore those ideas, mm. this is a really good way to do it. If you mm. want to talk about the ideas of tolerance and acceptance and want to talk about the ideas of discrim- discrimination, in the average role-playing party, you will probably get these two mm. these two dichotomies. You will probably mm. have at least one divine caster and you'll probably have at least one arcane caster. And just by having them in the group, you will have to interact with the rest of the world and you will see how that group dynamic shifts if they want to lean into the role play aspect of that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I thought I thought it was a really cool thing and I think it's something that didn't get dealt with enough in the show. I'm hoping mm. in second season it does a little bit more, but... I will say that- nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will try to school my face and give nothing away about the second season. That it will be, um, that this is a good example and some some good inspiration for situations like that if um, game masters want to start bringing that idea into into the show. There's a lot of other ones through the world, but if you've only got a limited amount of time, mm. this shows a, a good way of pointing that out. But let's mm. jump back into the actual recap. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've got Alder's address to the cadets saying... Mm-hmm. Um, Basically saying congratulations on graduating. Um, some of you are going to war college. Some of you are going to the front lines and I respect your choice to die sort of uh, speech. Yeah. it's. I mean, like, it's a great speech, though. Like, there's a reason she's been a, a leader for hundreds of years. You know, she's yeah. charismatic. She's powerful. Um, she's just she's just impressive. <laughs> You know whether you whether you secretly think she's part of the spree, whether you know you're not sure of her motivations, whatever. She's still an impressive leader. Um, no, she's definitely. A, I feel that that's probably the key element of Alda that she is a leader. You have given more than you thought you could. You have excess reserves of power you never knew existed. And while graduation marks an important day in a soldier's life. This is just the beginning. Um, you know, if you rearrange the letters of Alder's name, it actually says lead. Interesting. Well, it says leader. Without <laughs> a, leader, leader. Leader. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cool speech. Uh, but basically she says, everyone head outside. Um, and as the bells start ringing, she said on the ninth, bow your medals, your medallions. Um, we'll reveal, I guess, your assignments, where you're, where you're heading. How you went. Which is such a cool way to do it. Yeah, so, isn't it? I know. It yeah. is really cool. Um, so, it's like yeah, basically all... here, you will get an email. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, check your phones. Um, mm. 
so yeah and then they basically all head outside um to and they're all standing yep. there in a, a little crowd staring at their medals as the bells are ringing which is pretty cool um mm -hmm. and then the ninth bell hits well i want to jump back just before just to increase the tension just in this podcast please do um that it's not just it's not just them that's there it's their families like this is a proper graduation ceremony yeah. and a key element for me is that ray's dad was there yeah that this yeah, that's civilian true. guy mm. completely out of his element has come to see his daughter who he desperately doesn't want to lose the way he mm. lost her mother mm. uh is there in graduating and it's just this really sweet sweet element of um of the show which i really enjoyed just that Ray's dad is one of my favorite characters, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Papa He's in two cool. episodes, but he is one of my favorites. Mm. But guy. the bell ringing, um, it's not good news. No. You can tell immediately no. by their faces. Um, yeah. They're like, they're like in shock. Abigail's like, what the actual fuck? Uh, but I'm a bellwether. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Rael is like typical you know yeah. um which is really sad because it's like no you've come so you're so far and now she's she you know i think she even says um something like like that's what you get for hoping or you know so much yeah. something like that you know which is just so disappointing um but um yeah they're all really upset um and amazingly yeah. lori um who was sitting next to them is going to war college um and, and they're going to the front lines yeah. i feel really bad for glory um, because she's all excited, right? And she turns to Telly and then she sees straight away, like on their faces, she's like, and she's like, what? And like, looks at the medal and she's like, oh my God, she's like, I'm really sorry. And they're all like, you know, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, they're devastated. Yeah. Um, and like, no one bothers to congratulate. Like, I know obviously they're <laughs> a shock, but like, no one congratulates Glory. She's just all like, okay, well, yay for me. <laughs> like, I'll I'm sure Glory has other friends. <laughs> No, definitely not. Um, Aww. Oh, Glory. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I felt a bit bad for her. Um, but Yeah, that's um, fair. Glory, yeah, Glory is kind of there to be, not a butt monkey, but certainly... <laughs> I'm sorry? You, you've what never heard the expression butt monkey? I the butt don't think is so. The butt of every single joke in a, a friend group. The thing, the yeah. person who always has uh, untied shoelaces... I know what the butt of a, the joke is, but I've never... Yeah, I didn't realise that was the, the butt monkey of the joke. The butt monkey is the person in a group of friends who you will, everyone will pick on. Why are they called the butt monkey? I don't know why they're called the butt monkey. I just <laughs> assume that it's the butt of the joke and that it's the person, the monkey that all the other monkeys laugh at. Right. It's like, okay. It's just, it's just the phrase I, I've learned. Interesting. Is, is, okay. But this is kind of, everyone ignores glory. Yeah. That, um, when Tally's going through stuff, she just doesn't she doesn't pay any attention to Glory and Glory's I like, I, I don't understand what's going on. And this kind of happens to her that yeah, mm. I got into war college. Oh, every all the main characters are really sad. Well, I guess <laughs> I'll just wander off into nothing into despair with them. Yeah, I know. Oh, it reminds me of this um scene in I think it's community where um it's a couple of the I guess side characters, some of the background characters who walk into a room and they're doing something and they're chatting together and they're like and they're saying something like Oh God, I'm going to stop it now. I can't even remember. But it, they're talking. They're basically making a comment on the fact that oh wow, we actually got some screen time because like obviously the show's in the mm. meta, and they're basically like we've actually got some screen time. Normally we only have like X amount of lines before you know like some of the other whatever, and then like obviously immediately they get cut off and and the main group comes in and you know. Um, but yeah, like it kind of <laughs> reminds me like that that she's yeah she's literally there to like yep. do a little setup and then like okay bye. 
<laughs> she's the background character that will tee up the more interesting characters. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some great elements like that, and this is well going back to um to to role playing games. If you can do that with an NPC, most parties will really get a kick out of it. There's that idea of oh yeah, my life exists when you're not around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, hang on, like didn't we just come through these villages before? How do you have a kid now? Like. <laughs> It's like, wait, what? <laughs> well, if I need to explain how there? you've got a kid. <laughs> you don't need to explain that to me. Let me tell you. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so that is a, a bit of a shock, which is good because we we need a bit of a break to, to process that. And mm-hmm. to keep us more in suspense, they move over to what's happening with, um, with Scylla as Quartermain comes to make good on her deal. Mm-hmm. Um, to actually talk to her and try to understand her way of speaking, which was or thinking, I should say, of mm. um, and Scylla still doesn't really explain what the Spree's whole deal is, mm-hmm. uh, which is disappointing because uh, I'm still <laughs> waiting to see if we can agree or mm-hmm. what or whether it's just no, no, you're stupid, which is mm. um, kind of what. And Quartermain's on my side here. She's like. Uh, yeah, your uh, your reasoning does not hold up, and just laugh. Well, I mean, her. well, yeah, uh, yes, I, I agree with that. I do feel like like Sil is clearly hitting nerves, right? Because oh, yeah. um, uh, Anacostia like basically almost snaps um, at her, yeah, um, or like not at her, but like you know loses her composure and control, um, and basically screams that you don't know anything about me. Um, but like Scylla kind of does have a point. She hasn't really given any information, but she's basically saying not everything's black and white. You know, you've just got this, you've grown up with this fairy tale of good versus evil and, you know, whatever. Um, but not yet. There's gray, shades of gray, um, 50 of them, in fact. (laughs) Um, and sorry, cut that that out. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's staying in. Um, and. Just for my distaste at it, it's staying, (laughs) keeping it in. Um, I, yeah, like I feel like. She's clearly hitting a nerve with Anacostia, which is obviously what causes her to, to yeah. lose control. Um, but it's it's kind of interesting because it's like, oh, like she's getting to you, um, and um, you look like you disagree. Maybe I no no I, I definitely agree, and I, I've got thoughts about this. That well, this is kind of kind of where my problems with the spree lie. Mm-hmm. That she is hitting a nerve with Anacostia, because Anacostia is starting to doubt all the things that she's been told through her life. And that's exactly what Syl is saying. It's like all the things you've been told. Well, it's not, it's not exactly as you say, mm. it, it could be something else, but all the spree are doing is saying, maybe if you question stuff, it's like, okay, but do you have a, an answer for all these questions or mm. are you just saying question everything kids? And it very much reminds me of that. The, the military forces have been brainwashed. They have been told from birth, this is the right thing to do. You are doing the right thing. This is the way the world works. Mm-hmm. So when Anacostia starts to question that, that's the little crack that Scylla can go in and that's the cracks that the spree start to go in. If somebody mm-hmm. doesn't agree with this overarching worldview that the military and the US, oh, I mean what, um, <laughs> are saying, that puts them on the bad side that if yeah. you don't yeah. and that is kind of why Anacostia is getting so upset that the fact that she's questioning it all yeah. is starting to make her think well if I 
if I question what I'm being told and I'm starting to mm. agree with the spree, my mm. entire world has been a lie. Mm. And it's this whole whole mess for her. Yeah. And I think that's why she responds. But why Sil is able to hit that point. She's like, I know you're questioning because I've been questioning my whole life. Yeah. But again, it's questioning. It's Maybe it's just me. Maybe that, that question everything, that trust but verify that I do on a daily basis is just like, well, yeah, that's just what you do. You don't accept everything at face value. Mm. And the spree being able to do that is is massive for this world that you're mm. able to, to just, well, I guess this is why Ray's been able to so easily be connected with Scylla, that she also doesn't buy into the whole military yay format that um that abby and tally do yeah yeah i mean that was look, a rant, like, wasn't i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to say that that's why she's with Scylla. um oh no it's not why she's with Scylla. Scylla's hot um that's also not the only reason i mean it's no it's two it. reasons <laughs> um yeah like look i get i feel like you i feel like with the spree as you've mentioned many times, we we still, at this stage, at the end of the season, we still don't really know what they're all about. Um, we don't yeah. know what their main goal is. We don't know what, you know, what's the reasoning behind killing all these civilians and blah, 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 blah. You know, there's no, you know, is there a manifesto somewhere that they just haven't shown? Um, like, is everyone aware of it in the world and they just haven't put it in the TV show? Or does the world also not know? Um, I get that. Super frustrating, super annoying, and kind of like how is anyone joining up and following i guess if there's almost like no yeah. like surely everyone wants to know what the end goal is um but as i said yeah. maybe they just haven't shown it in the show um so i get all that and it's like super frustrating but like you know on the other hand um i i think like I, it still has a point right in that in that not everything's black and white um and also same with the you know with the spree i guess i guess there's been what murmurings of like they're against the conscription. I, I don't think, I think th this is kind of the point, um, unless you're trying to, to dance around the fact that it's explained in season two, that there are, this is what I find in role-playing games a lot of the time. And it's really tricky for a game master, particularly when you have a villain and the spree in a lot of this show has so far been a villain, that they need to have reasons and motivations that are consistent that the spree that we've seen so far attacks civilians but seems to be pro-witch in general they are witches who are attacking civilians they're not attacking other witches and it seems to be designed to turn the civilians against the military and against this this overarching accord and it's never explained why they're doing that one of the things i always find when a party captures a fanatic or a villain or just a mook or anyone a minion a mook <laughs> Um, we'll go into mooks another time. <laughs> mooks are essentially low-level minions. I believe okay. it comes from from gangster stuff. Anyway, when they capture them, they'll say, why are you doing this? Or if they capture a higher-up villain, it's like, why are you doing this? And a lot of the time, it, my response is usually, because I'm getting paid. It's like, I'm just a guy mm -hmm. and I'm trying to make a living. It's like, you guys busted into our, our base and I'm just a guy. But a lot of the other times you need to come up with a reason why your villain are doing these things. Why are they trying to take over the world? Why are they trying to destroy the world? If they live on the world and they're willing to destroy everything, they've got to have a pretty compelling reason for it. Mm. And 
they really have to, to believe what they're saying. Otherwise, the party will point out all the flaws in their logic and they'll have to yeah. go, oh, you're right. Oops. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I was wrong. Yeah. So I feel this is kind of where I'm going with the spree that or my problem with the spree that they need to have a good, consistent reason for what they're doing and what they're trying to achieve, because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just I'm doing it because the party is against it. Mm. And it's like, yeah, mm. yeah, I guess that's fun. The first 10 episodes. <laughs> um, but it starts to feel a little bit like Skeletor in his castle saying, ah, I hate happiness. Okay. We'll have to get into Skeletor another time. <laughs> oh, we will get into Skeletor. If so, if you want to come back and do uh, He-Man Revelation or Master of the Universe Revelations with me, we will talk Skeletor all day. <laughs> Look, I'll consider it. Okay. <laughs> I'm already trying to get you back on again, is, is what I'm saying. So after my little rant, uh, we'll mm-hmm. jump over to Abby's rant. Love it. That um, she... It's still stunned that she didn't get into war college. She's just like, how? Mm. I'm a be- but I'm a bellwether. <laughs> how yeah. do I know to get into it? I, know, I think and- she literally says, um, this hasn't happened in the history of America or something. Like something ridiculous yeah. and so over the top. And you're just like, for God's sake. Um, but it's oh, funny. Abby is extra. She's been extra since <laughs> yeah, day one. It's so extra. It's so extra. Um, but there I is this her. moment as well where um, she said something, again, can't quite remember. I should have written it down. But she said something like um, um, this, like after saying that it hasn't happened, oh, God, <laughs> it hasn't happened in the history of America. She then says something like, especially 2A, and then all, mm. like, the other two realise what she's going to say, and then they they all say bellwether at the same time obviously with Rael um and tally turning and looking at her being like like it's not just you that's affected by this kind of thing um which good point um but straight away they're interrupted um and um although i think there's there's another point i think that abby says this must be alders figured out that we know Mm, about yes, the right. about the coup attempt yes and this must be that, um her machinations um because in yeah. revenge i guess um, yeah the fact that she went into the president's mind means that she saw that petra spoke with the president and it was a whole thing and mm. this is her punishment again it's abby saying this is about me a little yeah. bit because it's punishment for my what my mother did but it's also a little bit like well alda's clearing house She's, yeah. She knows that somebody knows what she did, so she's going to send them off to to the front. They're going to get killed. Now no one knows. Yes, and it's also very, like, it's it's very, if it wasn't for that, we definitely would have gone to war college kind of thing. Um, yeah. Which I don't know whether she still thinks it's because of her name or because they deserved it. Like, we never really got an updated ranking whether they were doing, they were still doing well, I guess. Um, given that given that uh, that Ray was had the hope, true, um, they must have been doing feels, okay. That's yeah, true. they must have been yeah. doing okay enough that there was that element of I could actually do this. I'm mm. doing well enough that I could get yeah. in if I. That's true. Like it, it's still in doubt for her, but mm. yeah, they, she's yeah. of the opinion that well, with a bellwether <laughs> that can drag my curve up. Yeah, um, and I do wonder. Is this exactly what Alda's plan was? This, like Abby suggested, I'm fully on board with this is what happened. That they were going to war college and Alda's like, no, I need to clear these people out. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I totally think that is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although mm. there is the other potential that maybe they're just increasing the number of people that go to the front 
Maybe they just need bodies that badly. Possibly. That only the, the very top students get to go to War College and because of everything that's happened with the unit through the year, they're just not making the, the cut. Yeah, no, I still feel like I still feel like it was it was older. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> give another option there. It's definitely older just try to, yeah. to to kill them off. Yeah. Um and particularly with this, because then, like you were saying, a messenger shows up and they are summoned to see um, Alder. Mm, mm-hmm. And that um, this is because Kalida and Al- Aldi. <laughs> Adil. <laughs> you know what? If his name was Aldi, the, I would remember German, it more often. The German supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um. Kalida is bought a German supermarket chain and wants them to staff it. <laughs> no, they have finally accepted um Alder's help in rescuing the last of the their clan of Tarim. They've mm-hmm. said, look, they need to get out. Obviously they're being attacked. Um, mm. We'll get them safe here and then we'll go somewhere mm. else. But Kalida and and Adil, I'm gonna call him I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna slip up and call him Aldi again. Um <laughs> Adil have requested that Tally and Abby and Ray are the ones to go with them because they kind of trust them. Well after the healing. Well as Kalida says, insisted. <laughs> yes. Um and um, which, which, like, I have a lot of questions. Like, is she, mm-hmm. can she see into the future? Why does she insist that they go? Like, it's just, I don't know, it's really interesting. Although I guess she, is she just based on the fact that Rael is the one that helped her, so therefore yeah. send the one that we know for sure can heal, I guess. Um, yeah, but I think yeah, it's she, a little bit of that. Right, okay. Um, but, yeah, she's like, I think General Alder says, um, you know, they, re- they requested that you come on this mission. And Kalita's like, uh, insisted, like, and I just love it. She's yeah. so there's this little girl that's just so like um she just does it really well, just the attitude and the you know, the sassiness and yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's cool. It's like I have superpower, you're just like some old lady. Yeah. Um and Kalita Yeah, um and Kalita basically is wanting to go on the mission as well and Adil mm. basically puts his foot down and he's like, No, you you're too important, you know, you're the last of a really powerful line. Um yeah, it's like you're, and, it seems it seems like she's almost a priestess or a leader of their people. Yeah, yeah, um, and she's uh, almost ready to to sort of chuck a fit. Um, and he because she's still a know, child. Yeah, and he basically says, "Don't don't let Alder um, be proved right about you about because yeah. Alder had previously called her arrogant." Um, and she basically agrees. Um, and he, but a deal would be go will be going in the, on the mission um, without her. Um, yeah, and then they basically. Almost ready to yeah. suit up and go. <laughs> yeah, base, well, that's the thing. They're they're out of basic training. It means mm. you're deployed to the front line the yeah. next day or whenever you're sent mm. out, and their marching orders are now, which sad um, for one yeah. thing because you basically don't get much of an opportunity. You just kind of pack your bag. Well, I guess this yeah. is sort of what the military is like. You do it as quickly as possible because you're not on your time schedule. Yeah. Um, but we do get a scene where Ray gets to see her father. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is Papa wonderful. Cola. It's good to see them. Yep, Papa Cola. Mm. Uh, finds him outside and he notices, oh, she's got the protection charm that her mother had. Mm. And she has to explain that, yeah, I'm getting deployed. Mm. I didn't, didn't, oh, and that's heartbreaking. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and, like, you can tell that he's dis- he's he's dis- well, not disappointed but sad. And I think that's more just because yeah. it's like, crap, you're going off into more danger than I expected. Like, it's not like, yeah. oh, you didn't do good enough. Um, yeah, he didn't expect he also- her to – he just wants to keep her alive. He doesn't care yeah. about war college or yeah. rankings or anything. He just wants his daughter not um, to get killed. 
Yeah, um, and I don't know if this was a surprise to anyone else but me, but he mentions that um, her mum didn't go to war college. Um, and like he was like, it doesn't matter, you know, your mum didn't either. Um, and I, I don't know, I remember being at the time being like, oh, oh, I, I, like, is that stupid of me to assume that she did? I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess well, she see, did die on the front lines, although Petra was with her. So surely Petra went to war college or are the people who go to war college then the like the the leaders of like the platoons yeah, um, yeah they're yeah, officer right, training okay. yeah. yeah right okay. for um for those who might okay, understand starship troopers for those who remember this 1997 film from forever ago, there's um, you go into the fleet or you go into the mobile infantry, and the mobile infantry is just a meat grinder. You just mm. churn through people. They'll probably mm. get killed. They'll definitely get maimed. That's what getting deployed immediately is. If you get to yeah, go right. and study for another year, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, I, I do like that he kind of says, your mother didn't get into war college either. Um because he sort of realizes that war college means something to to Ray more than just I don't have to go fight right now, mm. and it yeah. gives her another connection with her mother, who she has been missing so incredibly yeah. much. Um, yeah, for since sure. Her death. So yeah, I feel that this is why I love Papa Cola. That he's just he's a he's dealing with a lot of stuff, but he's a good dad to her. Definitely, he does he everything he can to to be her dad and to help her, even though in a lot of ways he's remarkably unqualified to do so. Like he can't understand any of the witch stuff that's yeah, going on. Yeah, I know, it's so cute. But he's, he's cool. able to, to pick up on this stuff. Uh, and it, it does give her a good, does give Ray a good opportunity to ask if this protective charm that my mother gave me is so fucking useful, why, mm. how come it didn't work and she got killed? And her dad's yeah. like, well, she didn't have it in her last days. She sent mm. it to you. Mm, very interesting. Um, yeah, she, she didn't take it on her last tour, almost as if she knew she wasn't... Um, wasn't coming back. Coming back. Yeah. Um, interesting. Well, I, see, <laughs> I wonder that too, because there is that element of, I know my daughter is going to be coming up through the ranks pretty soon, because it seems like her mother recently died um, when we first see her. Yes. When we first see her at the start of this, like a year or two. It's not that Yeah, long. yeah, 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 yeah. And it feels a little bit like this has kept me safe. My daughter is more important to me than my safety. So I'm going to leave this for her for when she starts to come up and keep her safe. And I'll just have to rely on my wits and it didn't pay off. Mm. But see, that's That's true. That's the kind of thing that I would would do. And again, going back to to role-playing games, this idea of this is where you get your magic items. This is where you get your, your equipment. That mm. somebody in your past and your backstory has given you this thing mm. and it makes it more mm. special. It's like yeah, if you definitely. Get, if you get a bag of holding, it's like great. I'll just chuck everything in there. If you get the bag of holding that your father sent to you after his death, you're going to keep that forever, and that's yeah. going to be the one you hold on to. And if your game master then goes, "Oh, it's damaged," you are going to go to the ends yeah. of the earth to fix it, to try and repair it for sure. Um, and it's also kind of like. Um, you, you can almost flip it the other way and be like, oh, I found this magic sword and I can see by the inscri- inscription it was, you know, left for, you know, by fucking count. Count. Count chocolate. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, you know, whatever. It was It was left by this really old dude for his great-great-great-grand-grandson, um, Philip, um, you know, and, and it's going to give Philip all the strength in the world and he's going to be able to cut through anything and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that's the inscription and can't wait for Philip to wield this sword, whatever. And obviously mm. the person that finds it isn't Philip. Um, mm. 
and they take it and maybe it doesn't actually work the way it's meant to because he's not yeah. the rightful owner. And then it's almost like I've got to return this. Maybe I should return this to Philip because suddenly I'm cursed and I don't know. That's such a great, that's such a cool idea. Hold on, I'm just taking some notes. <laughs> okay, great, great. Um, yeah, but no, yeah, I, I thought that. like that's kind of cool. Like the, the ties are so strong to the magical items um, that, yeah, it's sort of, it's, you see the repercussions in spells or wh- how, whatever, you know, however they perform um, in the game. Um, hmm. I think this is what we've been seeing through the season too with the scourges that were made, not particularly made for them, but imbued mm. with some sort of significance for each of them when the yeah. the, boy, the boy cadets uh, give it to them. Mm. I, that came out wrong. When the boy cadets give them the scourges. Uh, <laughs> Even then. <laughs> yeah, still. Um, yeah. Papa Cole also gives Ray a letter that her mother wanted her to have on graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really sweet. Uh, and clearly this is something, again, this is something that she'd been thinking about for a long time before Ray mm. was even in in college. Like, I know mm. she's going to have to come up to the to basic training and she knows yep. this is something I want to say to her even if I'm not there to do it. Yeah. Um, and Ray's like, yep, cool, but I have to go mm. um, and promises to come back. And you can see, they give, she hugs her and there's just a shot of Ray's face and you can see she's like, I'm not coming back. Yeah, yeah, or or Which, that she just knows that it's not a promise she can necessarily. It's not not in her control. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah to me, sure. that is that's that's such the heartbreaking moment for this that she's quite happy to, well, not happy to, but she will lie, and mm. they both know it's a lie. But it's just that small element of comfort. Mm. Uh, it's well, anyway. But then we get <laughs> another uh, pair and child combo with Petra trying to talk to Abby about this mm. whole whole thing. Mm. Um, Abby is not having any of it. She's mm. just like, no, this is fucking bullshit. This yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. That it, I, 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 I'm a bellwether. Um, <laughs> and Petra's like, look, it's fine. I pulled some strings. Mm. You are going to war college. Yeah. The, um, mm. yeah. And yes, I've secured, I've secured a solo place at war college. Yeah. Partly because you're a bellwether, but also because the bellwether family has been attacked recently and it's a whole thing. Like, you're the last of your line. Mm. And Abby's like, um, Tally and Ray are the last of their line too. What the fuck? Mm. How come it's just me? Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah, well, her mum says some some lines are more important than others. Um, yeah. Which, huh. That's a, wow. That's a, that's a weighted line. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Um, Oh, yeah. poor. But, yeah. Um, like that that's basically where the discussion kind of ends and then they yeah. they're basically in their in their room having a pack. <laughs> and yeah. oh, talking of heartbreaking scenes. Oh, oh my well, goodness. Quarterbeans there and just like, hey, Abby got dispensation. She's she doesn't have to come. Mm. Um and oh poor Tally. Oh, she is Oh my like just the scene is just amazing. She just Tally is like actually so devastated and shocked mm. and, um, you know, she's crying um, and, you know, she even sort of says to Ray I th- or, or Ray maybe says to her, are you, are you really that surprised? And yeah. Tally's like, yes, <laughs> like I am. I thought we had, you know, really yeah, formed she such th- a bond and, and moved past this. Um, well, she thought they were family. Like she yeah. gave up her family to come here and she made yeah. a new one yeah. and they had connected on that level. It's like they've, 
they've managed to form this this sisterhood between the three of them and to have yeah. to be told, oh yeah, Abby's not coming. Abby doesn't care about you guys. Mm. So that's yeah. she she has no she has Ray, but that's it now. And yeah. Ray has never really been the the cuddly feely type. Mm. Um Yeah, well it's it's not even just like I have like I only have Ray and she's not a comforter. It's more I, like I, I think it's also just that you've chosen, like as in Tally thinking, Abby has chosen not to, yeah, not to. I don't know, honor the bond or stay in the family. Or, you know what I mean? Like she's, she's yeah, she's making the choice to to leave basically to abandon. Mm. Um, it is, it really does feel like a betrayal for them. Yes. That, that everything they had connected with didn't mean anything. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally understand why Tally is super upset. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's just horrible. Like she, I do, you just feel so bad for her. Um, and Anacostia, yeah. she sort of says to Anacostia, um, like, is this goodbye kind of thing, or is you know, is this mm. whatever? And Anacostia says, we don't say goodbye. Um, Au revoir. <laughs> um, and that she needs to get her get her head together in the mission because they're about to go. Um, yeah. And um, t- oh my god, Telly hugs her and basically says, "Thank you for taking care of us." And it's just like Anna is clearly like, "Oh my god, what do I do? This is weird." <laughs> touching, um, touching, but, what happens? Um, but you can see in her face, like she doesn't hug her back because she's obviously very like regimented, whatever, military. But you can see in her face that she's like, like so upset for them as well. Um, and she's yeah. touched, I think, by the hug. Um, and um, then as she's leaving, Rael basically runs after her and says, um, yeah. um, I know that they're going to take Scylla soon. Can you try to make sure they go easy on her wherever they take her? Because she's not she's not all bad. Um, mm. And even though, again, it's kind of like another promise, you know, where whether you're almost kind of lying. Like, it's like almost like I don't necessarily have control over this, but sure, I'll try. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. Well, um, see, I don't think... Well, actually, from Ray's point of view, Quartermain does need to be told this because to her, Quartermain has always been an antagonist in the Scylla-Ray relationship. mm. Um, But this also reinforces everything that Quartermain's starting to believe about Scylla. Mm. That there is... It's not just the black and white uh, of everything. It's... Yeah. There is the shade of grey and Scylla has some good points but also isn't all bad mm. so i'm wondering is quartermain trying to understand what Scylla's going through or is she trying to bring her back or both yeah mm. uh which is good because we do get to see well she goes to see Scylla mm-hmm. uh, and she is explaining so tally is still still very upset she can't believe that abby just didn't even say goodbye and that's the the shocking. That's another shocking element to her. It's like mm. we've developed a bond. You should talk about this. Uh, yeah. But then Quartermain um, having this new information about Scylla. Well, not new information, but another point of view on Scylla from Ray mm. uh, goes to see Scylla again, still mm-hmm. in in um, in prison, mm. um, and gives them gives her a photo of Scylla's parents. Which I'm trying to remember. Do we see the photo, or is it just here's yes. a photo of your parents? We okay, do cool. see the photo. I wonder who, <laughs> who they cast as Scylla's parents. Um, that just weird bit of trivia that I, I <laughs> would be interested in finding out. It's like, did they get Amalia's parents in, or did they just like take a photo of the couple of the writers, or or what? Mm, uh, interesting. Either way, <laughs> Anacostia wants to know about 
what actually happened from Scylla's point of view, mm-hmm. like rather than what was in the report. She's read the report, but she yeah. wants to know what occurred. And I feel that this really ties in with the fact we learned really early on that Anacostia was one of the the orphans mm-hmm. that we see that were yep. raised kind of on base. And that's yeah, the why she's in so much. Yeah, one of the mm. fosterlings. And I wonder what happened to her parents? It's like, were they possibly also draft dodgers that were killed in an in ambush? Um, like the one that Scylla describes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that, well, in the description that Scylla gives, her parents surrendered. Mm, they yeah. were like, cool, you caught us. That sucks, but all yeah. right. And then they were yeah. just mown down anyway. Um, yeah, which is horrible. And she says to, you know, to prove a point. Um, and, you know, she sort of said she was hiding in the garage and she did nothing. And you can tell, obviously, that she feels so guilty for, for not mm. trying to, to help them or stop them, you know, stop the army or whatever. Um, but, um, and she, and I, I think she basically says, now I fight in their honour or something. Yeah. Um, with the spray um um which again like kind of alludes to uh, the spree's kind of end goal i guess or like an end goal like a you know some sort of goal from the spree but again we don't really know it's not really spelled out for us um yeah it just feels like the spree just want them to have the choice not to do it yeah that seems fair um yes um but yeah and then um anacostia um admits that um she lost her parents too um which again we knew not news to us um yeah but um yeah she then explains how it happened so your Mm. thoughts were answered jeremy well sort of i i was expecting that um there was a little bit more well it's interesting that her parents very much followed the rules that they were killed in a car accident they were like if you're off base you don't use magic Mm. that's it you only fucking, use magic when you fucking stupid like uh, yeah <laughs> like it kind of it's kind of similar to um it's kind of similar to like Kalita like Kalita and Adil's beliefs in that we're pacifists mm. we're not gonna we're not gonna do violence like to save our own lives kind of thing or to save the lives of our people we'll just we're just gonna die like it's like what how is it helping how is that helping your people or your message or your you know your lineage or whatever like it's not that it doesn't help if you all die out like great how does that carry on the message that you're trying to i don't know like it just seems i, I do wonder <laughs> this again how old was when it was anacostia when this happened yeah yeah good point it's possible that they saw this as more of a job that you just don't do magic because you also don't bring work home and in a car accident maybe they couldn't use magic maybe they were injured and weren't able to summon the power Maybe they turned the power off when they... Yeah. Yeah, I so guess. So I, yeah. I'm willing to take it with a grain of salt. But yes, I totally agree. It's like if you're dying in a car accident, <laughs> yes, you use magic to save yourself <laughs> and your family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they um, just... Uh, the, yeah, but she then, the she then says that... Um, Anacostia then says that she, like, obviously joined the army... Uh, or the army took her in and became yeah. her her family, um, and that yeah. um, you know, and and Scylla sort of says that the spree gave her purpose in a, in a similar kind of way. So they're both, I guess, realizing that they're, you know, a, a bit like each other. Um, yeah, and what they what they've been through, and, and yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering if this is an element of, it's not that these two characters in particular are similar; it's that all 
character, all the the people in this world have similar stories. That there is a, an element of connection for everyone. It's like you're finding common ground between these two people who seem to be so very different. It's like, well, yeah, because you're both human, that you both have similar goal. You disagree? <laughs> I mean, well, like the. Yeah, I, I do, of course. Like, yes, of course, we could all say, oh, well, let's find common ground because we're all human and, like, you know, we're all born under the same sky. Yeah. Okay. okay. Which, which I, is I a lovely, more... like, 100%, <laughs> like, definitely. But, I'm, like, that's not, I think the point is that they actually, their, their circumstances and what led them to their choices yeah. are actually quite similar. And, you know, Silla found family in the spree, and of course, you found family in the army. They both helped them, you know, get to where they are. So... And, they're you two know, sides of the same coin. Into, yeah, and of course you've bought into the army's beliefs like wholeheartedly and same for Sila with the spree and they're both yeah. starting to maybe also see that it's not, they're not the be all and end all, you know, like Sila's obviously questioning the spree and, and choosing Rael over the spree and Anacostia is seeing um, General Alda being, you know, as like the epitome of military, the army's whatever, you know, making decisions that she doesn't agree with and, and doing bad things. So I feel like, I feel like it's, it's more in common than we're both human. Or we're both witches. Or... <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll give it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I've got to be yeah. worked up there. <laughs> no, no, no. You should have. That was a, just a bullshit comment from me. <laughs> I think it's just the idea that, oh, other people have similar experiences to me is um, is one that is pretty obvious from the start. And But again, it's breaking down that brainwashing that we've seen previously. Yeah. That all of Scylla's, Scylla and Anacostia in this, this season has been... I have a very strong belief and these element, these uh, situations and these events are making me question that belief. Yes. That Scylla was very much military, super bad. This is the only thing I believe in. And <laughs> yeah, then yeah. she meets Ray and there's more to life. And yeah. Anacostia, very much the military is the only way to go. This is the only thing that's right. And mm. seeing Ray and seeing Scylla and seeing this, the rest of the world has started to make, well, there's more to it than I've been told. Mm. So, yeah, that, that element of empathy and questioning what you've been told just seems so super obvious to me that it doesn't seem like, oh, wow, the fact that these two have a similar upbringing and have gone in different in similar paths yeah. um, does not seem that, that um, shocking and surprising to me. But to them, it would be super shocking and surprising. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of uh, super shocking, surprising things, so Tally and Ray are getting on board the cargo plane. Uh, mm-hmm. to be taken to wherever it is that the Tareen were last seen. Mm-hmm. And Ad- Alder and Adil are already there packing up and getting things ready. And Adil's like, um, where's Abby? Where's the rest of the mm. unit? And they're like, she's mm. not coming. And then someone puts a bag down behind them. And no, it's Abby. She's <laughs> she's there. She's coming with them. Mm. And, mm-hmm. okay, this is meant to be a super... I, I, did you ever doubt that Abby was coming along with them? Um, nah. Nah. No, yeah. no, um, of course yeah, not. I feel like that would have that would have been the shock if she wasn't actually. It was like, oh wait, she hasn't come. <laughs> that would have yeah. been the uh, the shock for sure. But what I realised is looking at the scene, they're facing the rear of the plane as Adele comes up, which means that Abby was no. already on the plane. Are you sure? Well, no, I. They, so they walk onto the plane and they're facing into the plane, and I think Adele's already sitting there, right? isn't he okay and then the, then the other person comes up behind them and then talks over their shoulder i thought like as but in you know they Ab- have to abby is still been abby's still been standing there for a little while and the other point is that adil can see abby approaching then well she's got a hood on she's got a magical witch well, she, hood on 
Oh, she's got a magical witch hood on and Tally Craven, scrying wonderkind who can see like through the ethereal plane, doesn't notice her sister walking up behind her. Look, she's traumatized. She's shocked. She's stressed. Okay. She's got other things mm-hmm. on her mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel that this was a very how manipulated you, moment. How are you attacking Tally right now? I, I'm not. I'm not attacking Tally. I'm saying the writing was poor. Okay. I'm saying right. that Tally was written poorly to get a moment yeah. out of it. Okay. And it did not hit with me because of that. Oh, it's, it's hit with me. Like even though I uh, knew, of course, she was. It was just so. It was so nice, and they're so happy, and yeah. it's. They have a hug, and it's. It's all. It's really nice. I don't yeah. know. I thought uh, it was nice. Like I'm totally. I'm like 100. I know I've been manipulated, but also like. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I feel Tally should feel the worst because she had been manipulated even more. It's like she was devastated, and then Abby, like she didn't. Abby never even said any of that. Yeah, she was well, always I mean, going to be coming along with them. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's weird that she yeah. was Abby wasn't like to her mom, "Screw you, I'm going with them," and then like joins them in the in the suite, um, and then yeah. while they're packing, yeah, I don't know. But yeah. anyway, whatever, that's fine. I enjoyed <laughs> it. I enjoyed the uh, the the moment. It was a it was a good moment. Like I can see why you try to build that moment. Um, mm. I just it didn't land for me. Uh, and before the plane lands, well, as the plane takes off, I should say, um, we see Abby all snuggled up with a dill. Which, sure, you're on mission. This is definitely something you should be doing with your boyfriend. <laughs> um, very professional, Abby. This is why you're not going to war college. <laughs> But Ray also takes the opportunity to read the letter that her mother gave mm. to her for graduation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get to do the, she does the cool little magic thing of, yes, yeah. of having her mother stand. Oh, I think she just kind of walks into the shot, which yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that this is something, um, well, for us, it's to see what her mother looks like. So we remember, Hey, that's the person we <laughs> saw last time she did this. Definitely. But also the, um, when she does this, you hear the voice. Yeah. Like you, you hear their words spoken directly to you. It's like a message yeah. spell for D&D where you just hear the voice in your head and you know, like, like a phone call or a voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. But you just hope that you recognize the voice because you don't know where it's coming from, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's um, from your mother in this case. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, like in D&D, for example, oh, yeah. with, the message, with the message spell, you just, it's just this, suddenly this voice in your mind, right? Yeah, I assume that if you recognize the person talking, you're like, oh, yeah, I know who that person is. Yeah. But if it's just some random person, you probably don't know them very well. Yeah. Uh, and for for abuse of the message spell, everyone should watch Critical Role Campaign 2, <laughs> which is one of the more entertaining elements um, of that series. Uh, but it is a nice little message from her mother talking mm-hmm. about, you know, trust yourself. Um, don't doubt the gifts you have. I will always be close yes. with you. The, the standard sort of um, and I think does motherly she maybe, advice. Yeah. Um, and does she maybe also say that you're, you're powerful or your gift is powerful or something? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, you're right. She basically just says, you know, trust yourself. You can yeah. do it. Um, you can do and- it. it. It's a good – no, it's a nice one. For something that would be um, basically a graduation message, I, I yes. feel that it's a nice little nice little letter for her. It was very nice. And she, yeah, Ray seems sad, but also happy to to read the message. My dear one, I deployed a Greenville in the morning. I left my charm with dad. Soon, you will need it more than me. 
you safe and sound. I love you more than the sky above and the earth below. It has made me greatly being away from you so much. But you need to know you have powerful work in you, girl. Trust your gift. Never doubt it, not even for a minute. Yeah. Uh, and then they land. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm trying to remember. Are they in a helicopter or in a plane? Helicopter. Okay, because it looked like they were getting on a plane earlier. Oh, yeah. It did too. It was like a cargo plane. That's weird. But they also weirdly have goggles on. There must have been some crossover because suddenly they've yeah, got goggles just... on as they get off. Um I have a so, feeling that they flew to whatever base it was that Adil showed up with with Kalida yeah, way yeah, back yeah. when, yeah, and yeah. they took and helicopters from yeah. there. Yeah, because uh, it's never it's never really explained where they are uh, right now. But well, as they're, says, they're landing, well, it says the Altai Mountains. Altai. The Altai I don't Mountains. Know, is, is that a real place or is that a motherland place? Because I'm terrible with geography. We are doing a live Google the oh Altai Mountains. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is what it's do, come to, everyone. The Altai Mountains are a range of mountains in Central and East Asia where Russia, China, Mongolia, and Kazakhstan converge. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. So that's so, where yes. they are. <laughs> yeah, which does explain why they might be being hunted by the Russian and Chinese armies. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of what is mentioned next. That um, as they're, they're disembarking, Tally's like, there's someone someone watching us yeah, around here being, and it's like yeah we're yeah. being watched yeah could you not sense that when abby was coming up to you but all right cool you can send someone all the way over there and not not right behind you yep, she's cool. focused not... now she's ready uh-huh. she's on the mission now jeremy okay she's got her scrying eyes on <laughs> good she needs to be on her ball on the ball when she's uh when she's working mm. um and alders well and she realizes they're hostile too that might be yeah. another element of it that yeah. um that Abby wasn't hostile. It's like, there's mm, no no true. threat here. I know that person. She's just yeah. used to... <laughs> I've gone from blaming Tally to being like, I'm, I've got this excuse for her. She's just so used to Abby being around. <laughs> exactly. She doesn't even notice that Abby's around yeah, anymore. Exactly. Uh, and Alda says, well, there's a whole bunch of people seeking the Tareem and they're probably yeah. not going to be friendly to us. So it could mm. be some of them or yeah. it could be the spree. Yeah. Um. But what I really loved about this scene is that Bridie's back. Yeah, yeah, I know. I totally, um, totally forgot <laughs> about Bridie. Yeah, who's, who's that kick-ass warrior with only one eye? Um, oh wait, Bridie, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's um, leading leading the team as they as they um, disperse, which is pretty cool. Cool. It's cool to Although see Bridie g- again. Given the number of times they just bring back characters we've seen before, I would not have been surprised to see the junior matrimonialist like in the squad as well. <laughs> I wish, seriously, like 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 what I said about making her the NPC that just shows up everywhere. Yeah, like she just comes out of the back of the helicopter and she's like carrying their packs, and you know she's like the. Is this rude to say the camp cook? I don't know. <laughs> little little bit, I guess. I guess the quartermaster. <laughs> it's like she's doing double um, duty. It's like if you yeah. meet any cool prisoners on the way, we can we can get you hooked up. <laughs> There's a lot of roles she could play in the field, um, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. She's got such a cushy job, I'm just realising. 
the matrimony list. Yeah. Well, we assume she doesn't have other jobs. That's true. We're, we're assuming that she doesn't like have to to go out and deal with with um with births and things in in operation in um, mm. in a war zone or anything like that. So maybe she's got a really tough job, and this is her. Beltane's just her um, best day of the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we do see them set up camp. And mm-hmm. Alder's talking with Adil and just, like, getting a lay of the land. And then as the unit comes in, um, she dismisses Adil, which she can't actually mm. do. She can ask him to leave. She can't say, you can't, you just, you go over there now. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's, she's basically like, go away and don't listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just says, I need to talk to these three alone. I want to clear the air. And there's mm. obviously a bit of tension here. And Tally, her lover... I love it. She just like, we know about you and the president. We know what you did. You're a bad person. You're a horrible man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. She lists everything. Like she reveals everything. She's like, hey, what about this? And what about this? Are you going to talk about this? And like Abigail and Rayelle are like, oh, shit. Oh, my um, God. Tally, just keep keep some cards to yourself. Yeah, yeah damn, just girl. Don't... Be cool. <laughs> oh, I love um, her. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. And I mean, look, I kind of like Alda's response here. She's basically like. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are you to uh, to question me about anything? You you barely made it through basic training. Um, and I'm not going to justify my actions. Um, and I don't owe you answers. Um, and um, she's she's made many decisions but never, never regretted one. Um, no. And um, I'm trying to think. Abby also mentions um, something that her mother says. Um uh, I can't remember. So, something to do with decisions okay. and whether de- decisions are easy or not. And I think Abigail says, my mum says, when decisions become easy or, or when something like that becomes easy, then you're in the wrong yeah. job or something. And Alda says, I don't normally agree with you, mother, but I agree with you about that. Um, the first time I made a decision that affected the life and death of soldiers under my command was over 300 years ago. I've made countless decisions like it since. Some hurt more than others. But there's not a single one that I regret. But it's always someone else's life and death that you're playing with. It's part of being a leader. And trust me when I tell you that it never gets any easier. My mother says that if it ever gets easy, walk away. Your mother and I don't often see eye to eye, but on this we agree. It is tragic what happened on that highway. To Libba and the innocents in that truck. We weren't ready. And you made us into murderers. I made you into soldiers. And in the end, you were ready. I'm going to put uh, the quote in there just so Elise sounds Thanks. completely yeah. yep. off base. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but everyone oh, else will get to know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. I kind of like that for Alda, that again, she's sticking to her principles and what she believes. That she believes yep. she has made the best choice. She has not regretted any single... It may not have been the the ideal choice, mm. but it was the choice of the situation warranted from her point of view. Mm-hmm. And it kept the world going in a lot of mm. cases. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that she then said, this this doesn't quite hold us up as much. She's like, I had no choice to puppet the president. If you knew what was at stake, mm. then you would agree with me. And so, well, well, that's not technically true because Quartermain <laughs> knows what's at stake and she doesn't yeah. agree with you at all. <laughs> So mm. is this just older bullshitting or is this what older actually believes? Yeah. Like, I feel like that... it's what she believes. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think, 
I think she is. She's that rigid in her beliefs that mm. she cannot see outside of her box at all. Like yeah. her little metal bound box that she lives in. Anything outside that cannot exist. That is just wrong and incorrect. And I am the only way forward. I believe mm. that's exactly how Alda sees the world. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's kind of good that they all cleared the air though. I mean, she's she's right about this. Like she now knows exactly what they know. Thanks, Tally. Um mm. And they know that she knows and how she yeah. sees the world. Yeah. And it's not like, I'm not going to send you out to die. I'm going to do what I need to do. Yeah. And you may die. Yeah. But I'm not going yeah. to do it deliberately. Yeah. I mean, for her, it's 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 almost about the, um, you know, what is it? The means justify the ends? Yeah. The ends justify the means. That one. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, like she's basically saying, I think Tally brings up that they... Um, you know, they killed the civilians, um, the civilian hostages on this on the spree trucks. Um, oh. And, you know, she, you know, she said, you made us into murderers. Um, but Alda says, I made you into soldiers. Um, like, that's what you, that's what you do. That's what we do. And, and she basically says, because of those deaths, thousands more were saved. Um, oh. So, and I feel like that's one of the biggest things of that they're, yeah, that they're realizing is Alda's belief is that, um, the ends justify the means. Um, yeah. But yeah, it yeah. definitely gives them which a good is, insight into into older. Yeah, which they kind of need right now. Mm. Um, so we, we jump to the next day yeah. of them moving a little bit closer and Adil points out, hey, there's a tree that we need to follow um, or go past and Tally, using her super scrying senses, realizes that that's not a tree. Mm. Uh, it's actually a body. Yeah. It's um, and it, I believe it's actually pointing the way to go, which is really creepy. Uh, or maybe it's just crucified. Either way, it's not I great. I don't know. It's it's a hanging a, a hanging body from a tree. Um, That's right. And I don't believe that there's any pointing involved. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> that would just be really creepier for me. Um, uh, but that would have been creepier. Um, yeah. It's like um, we know where you are. We know where you need to go. Just just go. It's yeah, fine. yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it's a, it's they're dressed in weird, um, I don't know what era clothes, <laughs> ye oldie well, I've, clothes. I've written, yeah, ye oldie clothes. I've written down 18th century colonist. Um, sure, sure. Which, um, yeah, I mean, that could be right. Yeah. Um, I mean, Alda says, she, says she's dressed like her sister. Um, and so what we know, Alda's, what, 300 years old. So, yeah. She's dressed in 300-year-old style of clothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that this is very much the spree. It's definitely the spree, and they're taunting older in particular. Yes. Yeah, it's the spree. It can't Which, be anyone else. It must be the spree, and they're taunting me, and uh, that's I, how it is. No one questioned anything. <laughs> I'm kind of on point with them taunting older, though. Like, that's... Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, who else is going to get that message of you are dressed like a 17th or a, a colonist from from pre-revolutionary America. Mm. So like who else around there is going to be like, yeah, I recognize that. I know why. Totally. Just like that. Oh no, no. Yeah. hundred percent. They definitely are taunting older, but oh, I yeah. mean. To, like, to assume that it's a spree know, is just like, yes, <laughs> sure. All right. Um, um And uh, I think Abigail Ma- asks um, Adil, if he knows the, the person and he said, that's one of our elders, um, yeah. which is pretty horrific. And um Sorry, <laughs> Go on. I was going to say maybe this is why I assumed that they were pointing, that they know older and the the group are there and they're taking the Tarim elders as a as a message and dressing them up and it's just like 
that indicates they know exactly where they're going, what's going to be happening, who's going to be coming by when. It's like that's mm. a really creepy thing. And just my brain added in a pointing element of it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, well, it makes it more sinister, right? Um, yeah. But she, Alder, um, sort of tells Bridie to get the helicopters ready. Um, and yeah. she also says to cut, I think she says get her down or cut her down or whatever because yeah. they're going to bury her or something. And she also says, um, she adds a line and says do it gently, I think, um, mm. which I don't know, like it's so, I, I, I swing back and forth on General Alder so much, you know, like it's it's like, oh, she has no heart and, you know, she's just in it for the power and whatever. And then it's almost like, no, she really does care. She really cares about about. All of them, all witches. You know, she never met this person in her life and she's still like mm. treat the body gently. I don't know. No? I I agree with you. I like that viewpoint of Elder. I'm also wondering would she have said that if they weren't dressed like her sister? Um well, I guess we'll never know. And here's another <laughs> That's question. That's a good point though. Yeah. Why does she need to specify do it gently? As though they're just going to go, stop, that's a dead body, don't care, just drop it to the ground. It's like, fuck, what soldiers are you raising that have no respect for the dead that you need to specify, cut down the dead body gently? No, I don't, come on. No, I think you're right. It's just, it's just a a slight, when you start to delve into it a little bit more, it's like, hmm, hmm, not so worried, a bit Um, concerned about that. Yeah. Um, Uh, But this is... um, where they find the exit to a cave or exit entrance to a cave. Yeah. Uh, and they, and Tally realizes that there's a blood stain going along the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And it basically uh, goes along and stops. Like it stops directly. Yeah. It's going along the yeah, ground. It just goes up to and a, it stops directly on this, this flat wall that like, they're like, what? How did the blood stop? Uh, the blood stain um, just completely stop. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, Adil basically says, oh, this is, this is really good. It means that they've, my people have probably put this wall up to, to seal off where they've gone, um, you know, to escape. Um, and, but he can, he can get them out. Um, yeah. you know, which yeah, is he everyone's can go, like, He oh, can do his little walk you? through the wall thing. Yeah. Um, that's what he does. So, yeah, which is, um, I think Abby's, Abby's like, oh, damn, like I'm a little turned on right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've got power I don't know about. Yeah, yeah. Which I think um, this is a really cool thing too, because we have seen this is like an earth power that he seems to have, yeah. or that they seem to have, that they're able to move rocks around. Yeah. And this, I mean, it goes back to the four elements that mm. we've seen the the witches that we see are very much the air element because they're singing, they're using hurricane, or they're using tornadoes. They're very much mm-hmm. that air power, and mm. the Tarim seem to be very much the earth power. Yeah. that they're able to move rocks around and step into the earth and apparently step into the ethereal plane, which I guess ties in with the earth somehow. Sure. Um, but I really like that in a role-playing game as well, that you have these four elements of magic in different ways. Again, Critical Role used this with the ideas of the Ashari groups, where there's the earth Ashari, the air Ashari, and each one of them guards an elemental plane connected with their their power. But Avatar The Last Airbender did it as well. There's all the different different nations. There's a reason why we do it, and it's because it's really cool. Mm, yeah. And I I just love that. It's so hard to work out because most of the time, I mean, in D&D, you can be a monk who can use all four elements. I would much rather almost limit yourself to one element. Yeah, you, you, pick, you pick the element. 
Yeah, that you become a fire mage and all yeah. you've got is fireball, so you're basically a wizard. Or you just pick all the meld earth spells because you want mm. to have that thematic feel to it. Mm. And it's like, yeah, that, as soon as they saw, he said, these rocks um, uh, are magical powers. I'm like, yes, they've all got their own little individual ones. And now we've seen earth and now we've seen air. When are we going to yeah. get to see fire? Who does fire? Mm. Is fire just gone? I don't know. It, it was cool. It was well, cool. I mean, technically, I technically the spree use fire, right? Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good point. There we go. Mm. All right, we've seen fire. So <laughs> now we've got water. And who's left yeah. water? All right, cool. There we go. So yeah, I. This is yeah. cool. I'm into this. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Um, yeah, he's like an earthbender. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't. I can't speak for obviously using it in DD because I like. I wouldn't even be able You're to. You're not a spellcaster. Yeah. No, I'm certainly not. Um, it's just all too complicated for me. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to remember twenty spells and how many spell slots I've got and all that jazz. Um, That's I'd fair. rather just swing swing my axe. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so I can't speak for if they if there's elements tied into it or on all that. Um, but like, I feel like it would be kind of cool, right? In mm. if also if it wasn't common, like, and maybe yeah. the group stumble across someone that suddenly has like that has control of more than one element or, or all the elements, and they're like, what the hell? Like, ha- like who is this powerful god? Um, Are they the I don't avatar? Know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I love that because, again, if you have a limitation, this is something I probably go over a lot. If you set a world with limitation, breaking that limitation then becomes special. Mm. And that can be something that characters in particular can do. If you decide, I'm going to have a world where every element uh, has their own little magic thing and Mm. your character's like, yeah, but I want to have fire and water. You go, great, you can, because that sets you up. This is why you're an adventurer. This is why you go out and have to save the world because you are that that limit-breaking special person. Yeah, yeah. Like... Like Tally being better at scrying, Ray being better at healing, Abby being better at stuff. <laughs> Abby being better at boys. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Yes. I, I will refrain from commenting about Abby. No, at that's this, at this that's, point. Um, um, that's not fair. Abby's one of my favorites. No, no, no. No. Um, yeah, but like I, I would definitely say I was also like What's Abby's power? Like Ray's a fixer, um, you know. Tally's a is a seer or knower or whatever. Like what, what's Abby? And I think she's called a blast. Abby's a leader. Like they've mentioned she's the, a leader. You know, um, but at at this moment, I will refrain from commenting on her powers. Abby's a leader. She's the Captain America of this team. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. All right, but fine. we can let's move on because we might that might <laughs> let's, send us let's down move a rabbit on. We hole are, that will never emerge. Yeah, and we, we have been going through this episode for quite a while already. So <laughs> the fact well, our deal has to walk through the wall to to go and check on his people, and this gives Tally kind of an opportunity to approach older by herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um this has kind of been Tally's Tally's been the one that's been most upset by mm-hmm. what Alder's done that we've seen so far, probably because yeah. of all of her beliefs. And she um notices that that Alder is actually seems to be quite worried for the Tarim. Mm, mm-hmm. Um and doesn't believe that this woman who just she just saw Puppet a president could really care about this small group of people like halfway yeah. across the world. Yeah. And Alder does a really good speech and just says, Hey, I was a child who was hunted just like Kalita, just like these Tarim were. I mm. just chose to fight back. Yeah. I decided to to make my strength. Mm. Um but I remember I was there when the Tarim were around. I fled my, my country and came to the United States. And these people mm. are my last connection 
with mm. that childhood, with that history. And we could make a better world with them. Like, mm. that's what I've been trying to do these last 300 years. I've been trying to mm. make a better world for everyone. Mm. And I know. She's, yeah, she's, she's really good at speeches. That's one of her powers. <laughs> that's one yeah. of Mulder's powers is, is speech. It's all um, it's all about her she voice. Just, oh, she, yeah, she's just so good at inspiring, you know, like loyalty. And um, and you can tell, I, I feel like you can tell that Tally is, is still conflicted. But she almost you you almost get the impression that she actually she almost kind of like respects older and is almost kind of like shit like yeah I see, I see where I, you're coming from now kind of thing yeah I get what you're uh, doing and yeah I did, I only just remember that the biddies are all around her when they're having these yeah. conversations like she doesn't dismiss yeah. the biddies I think when they have the the conversation just the the unit and older the biddies aren't there then. But I wonder, can you ever really have a private conversation with Alder or are there going to be seven old women in the room with you at all times? Um, I, I guess Rich Daddy knows. from commenting. <laughs> Either way, it I, feels I, very I crowded it. in that cave. It's <laughs> um, It just feels very crowded that there's the unit or the squad that Bridie's leaving, leading yeah. and then Alder's leading her own little squad of seven elderly yeah. women. <laughs> uh, but Adil makes this moment to return. Uh, mm-hmm. and open up the wall so that they can all enter. And they discover that the Tarim are there. A lot of them are wounded and sick with this plague that yeah. Um, yeah. that Kalita had. Uh, and Adil's trying to convince them, look, we're here to help. But the Tarim mm. are like, no, you, you yeah, led you've them directly led, to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but basically while they're sort of, he's arguing with them and, and General Old was trying to be like, no, you know, and arguing as well. Rayelle was like, um, these guys are dying um, while you guys yeah. are talking, so can I fix them? Um, and um, Adil mentions that Rayelle healed Kalida um, and that she should she should be allowed to heal these, you know, the other people sick. Um, and they, um, the people he's speaking with, uh, are shocked and surprised, um, and I guess overjoyed that Kalida is actually still alive. Mm. They didn't they didn't know, um, and they do allow yeah, Rayelle to, yeah. Um, and they do allow Rael to heal um, or try, or attempt try to, to heal, anyway. heal the people. Yeah. yeah, Which is good. I like that Ray's just like, no, there's people sick. I don't give a shit about what you're doing. I'm going to help these people. 100%. 100%. I love that about Rael. It's like, here's something I can do and I want to help. So yeah. That's, yeah. That's gone for me. Well, it was kind of like what we saw with, with Porter, right? Like it's it was yeah. just like, no matter what, it was like, oh, there's this person that I could maybe try and help. I'm going to do it. Like, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So while Ray's doing that, we'll go back and see what Quartermain and Scylla are up to. Yes, please. Uh, and I like, well, Quartermain's like, <laughs> Quartermain's like, I'm just going to give you a fighting chance. I'm going to unlock your chains when they come to get you. Uh, or well, no. Well, they're I mean, coming to get you, but. You miss, like, you're missing one of the great lines. Am I? Of course, because she, she comes in and she's like, um, she's like, all right they're about to they're about to transfer you basically right yeah. and Scylla's like I think she says something like oh no I haven't picked out my bathing suit yet um because I think that wherever they just said they were taking her the Guantanamo uh, Bay yeah where, <laughs> wherever it was but yeah she's like I haven't picked out my bathing suit like it's just classic sassy Scylla I'm like ah um and so Anacostia is undoing her chains we're assuming I guess to move oh yeah you know, to move her. Yeah. Um, but then she, she, as you mentioned, she starts sort of saying she wants to give her a fighting chance. Um, and Scylla's like, what are you doing? And she, Anacostia actually says, I don't know. 
Um, so she's clearly a bit unsure of her actions and whether she's doing the right thing. Um, I don't know. I think she knows she's doing the right thing, but she doesn't know why she feels the need to do it. Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, she basically says um, um, she she holds up a lighter and tells Stella that she needs to make it look good um, mm-hmm. and tells her, um, hold on to the part of you um, that's still good. Um, yeah. And, yeah, basically then Scylla takes the lighter from her um, and we then, um, we're then out of the, well, out of the cell. We see, we see basically Anacostia exit the cell and walk past the camera um, and then for the camera to go back inside the cell only to realise that Anacostia is on the ground, um, mm-hmm. missing minus her jacket. Um, mm-hmm. and, looking unconscious. Uh, looking unconscious, um, but then at the last moment she her little eyes pop open. Snap open, um, <laughs> which um, I have a problem with this. I have so many problems with this, this, Tell this me. scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, firstly, I love that she says make it look good and gives her a lighter and then she turns into Anacostia and it cost you. It's like, yeah, it looked good. Uh, <laughs> no, so that's not so much, that's a, not, that's not so much a problem. You, that's just, oh my God. Yeah, it, okay. it's, it's funny. But okay, apparently she made it look good enough that anyone coming into the cell directly after her will see that Anacostia is on the ground. It's like, this is like the fake. It looks like I've been knocked out, but I haven't really been knocked out. Why does Anacostia snap her eyes open almost immediately as soon as she's gone? We know she's not dead. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right. I, uh. Because of, like, obviously is the audience right in this moment watching it? We're like, oh, this is weird. Like, what's happening? Yeah, you're right. Why did she bother to make it look good if she's then not actually unconscious and she's just going to get up and, you know, what's yeah. going to happen now? But, I mean, we by the end of the episode, we know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that it's one of those ones where this is for storytelling reasons. Yeah. Um, that it could have happened. It didn't. I think once the white lighter came out, we kind of got the idea that yeah, we know what what the plan is. You look like Anacostia, and you walk out. Great. Yeah. Anacostia is yeah. not just going to let you go, though. That's not what Anacostia does. The the zoom in on Anacostia's face and the eyes popping open was just like, well, that's unnecessary. No, I don't think so. I feel like it's a little clue for us for what happens at the end of the episode. I feel like it's a little clue. Like, I mean, it's hard to talk about now without actually talking about what happens at the end of the episode, but maybe maybe let's make a little earmark. Yeah, we'll make a little note. We'll come back to it at the end of the episode. We'll come, yeah, we'll come back to it. I think um, I think I see what you're saying, and I kind of agree, but um, we'll, we'll talk about it again at the end of the episode. Because <laughs> cool, 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 Ray, cool. Ray has finished healing the boy, uh, which is great. She's just, like, got rid of all of it, and she seems to have healed everyone boy. else as well. Yeah, I know. I know. It's kind of like, oh, um, are you just, like... Is this all your training? <laughs> like, yeah. wow, good job. Because it kind of took a lot from, like, to heal Kalita. But anyway. Yeah, well, I guess she's got she's gotten better at it. And um, mm. it's a lot easier now. She knows what she's doing. Uh, I have problems with this boy. So I will get to them in a moment. He's cute, though. Anyway. In his little yeah, he's cute. He's cute. Oh. I'm guessing there were a lot of other people who were sick as well. And Ray has healed all of them, too. It wasn't just the one kid and they're just like holed up because one kid is sick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Elder's like, yeah, everyone should be proud of themselves and um, let's head back to Salem and we'll actually discuss your future because maybe mm. deployment isn't the best option for you now. Yeah, well, which I feel like 
No, no, definitely. I, and I feel like that line is almost like it. It's almost like, to me, it's almost like a tell of um, I'm the reason that you're here, like that you're not yeah. in war college. And now that you've sort of helped me th- with this and actually done a good job, oh, maybe I'll take back my punishment and let you go well, to I, college. I don't know. Like, I kind of saw it a like little that. bit less of take back the, the punishment. It was more like I have complete control over you. And you oh. need to prove your worth to me to get what you want. Yeah, right. Mm. But either way. But but yeah, either she way, very much it's, it's said, exciting. This is and why they're you're there. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and they the unit kind of looks at each other like, oh, okay, great. Like things are looking up. Yeah, we're not gonna um, die. But then <laughs> Yeah. Then. Tally Tally can now scry through rock, apparently. It's great. Um Tally realizes yeah, well, that there are people. Mean? She's crying through the stuff in the when she was first doing the scrying to pick the coloured flags, she was looking like around corners. But she like, can't see her sister right things. behind her. Oh my god, you're still on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm still on that. That is a major flaw, Tally. You really need to pick on when people are sneaking up behind we've, you. We've talked about this. She's focused. She's currently at work. Right. She's on the mission. <laughs> She's on the mission, and she does. She notices that there are people outside waiting for them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, not the other soldiers that were outside waiting for them, because you're expecting yeah. those. But mm. uh, hostile people and old is like, cool, we move. We move fast. Yeah. Uh, and heading out of the cave, they find that there's a, a very fast moving weather pattern coming in. Um, lots of clouds starting to roll up in the sky. And Tally realizes there are people all around them on yeah. the ridges. But these aren't witches and they're not spree. Yeah. Well, that's how she knows they're not the spree. Um, yeah, because they're not um, witches. Because they're not witches. Um, so, you know, and everyone's kind of like, what? And I think old is kind of like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, old like, like, Hang on, that, that ruins everything I thought. Um, and, and they look over the helicopters. helicopters are empty. Yep. They're mm-hmm. not running. They're no one's there. Mm. Uh, and we quickly learn why because up on the ridge, somebody has built um, some some stakes and tied the helicopter pilots to them mm-hmm. to, to set them alight. And some guy is like up there and he's like, Older, we've got one for you too. It's like, oh <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. I think we know who put the body up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and older also soon realizes um, and basically says um, that the camera it's the Camarilla and they've returned um, and yeah. um, then and did you the remember who they were? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Um, Again, this was this was. My although major I think at the I think the at the start of the episode they do like obviously they're recapping previous things oh, yeah. and I think they do recap um, you know the mentions a few mentions of the Camarilla and like yeah. you know when they were when Ray and Silla were in the museum and they saw the Camarilla scythe and yeah. whatever um, so you know you're kind of like oh right okay well these people are obviously important um, but yeah definitely feel like there wasn't enough breadcrumbs throughout the season for me no. for me myself to make the connection. Um, Certainly, the breadcrumbs didn't get enough attention for us to mm. latch onto them and go, "Oh, that's yeah. that's something that still seems to be going on." Because it always was played as used to be like that, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. And we focused um, on the not anymore part rather yeah. than the used to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, General Alder was was um, adamant that she'd wiped them all out. Um, so, and, and we should and always as I said, when she speaks, we, we listen. Yeah, we, we believe <laughs> um, her. She's so, got a lot of personality. Yeah. Um, and so basically the pilots unfortunately lit up, um, and, yep. um, set on fire Didn't like that and part. then the, um, no, it was horrible. Um, but it was kind of, I appreciated that it was kind of, you were, it was quite further, like as in, it was almost like the viewpoint from the bottom of the cliff where they are. Um, you know, it wasn't like we weren't right up with the, with the crispy bodies. <laughs> yep. Um, 
But uh, yeah, but then basically the weather hits or, you know, like the fog, which they can barely see through. Um, and they realize um, that the Camarilla soldiers are using um, magic with their, they've got these funny little voice boxes on. Um, yeah. And which is obviously what they were using, what they've, um, what they've been harvesting vocal cords for. Um, yeah, because we kind um, of click now that if the ancient enemy mm, has returned, then all these yeah. attacks that have been stealing voice boxes. Yeah. Ah, um, ah. <laughs> and I can't remember who says it, but someone says um, they're using some twisted version of our work. Uh, maybe, I'm, give, maybe, maybe, maybe they Abigail. say our work. I'm going to say it's either Abby, Tally or Older. Yeah, I think it's Abby. Uh, but anyway. Um, it, it seems so. like the kind of thing that Abby would shout. In the middle of combat, it's like let's say there's something very wordy and uh, no. I think not, I think they're using magic say... is pretty much the closest thing to say, Abby. No, but if it was, she she should say they're using some twisted version of our work, and I'm a bellwether. Yeah, and I'm a bellwether <laughs> because we're witches. Uh, however, they do, they go look. You know what? We're outnumbered. They've got the high ground. Yeah. Um, they've let's also got the magic that here. we were not prepared for. So mm. let's get the fuck out of here and start mm-hmm. getting the Tarim on board. Um, mm. Bride is going to start the engines and you know, mm. get the helicopters running while the soldiers and the biddies, I guess the biddies are also soldiers, uh, mm-hmm. guard the the entrance. And this cool, cool final se- or final scene, cool last stand sort of feel mm. to it. Mm-hmm. you you're holding the line while um, the pe- the yeah. weaker people escape. Oh, yeah. it's awesome. And even better, because there's the, the fog, we've got Tally just being like, I'm just going to scry and know where everyone is. Yeah. In, in so the cool. shadow. And not, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's literally yes. like, like, on your left, on your right. And, you know, helping the mm-hmm. people, because they can barely see anything, helping them sort of... Um, you know, hit the hit the attackers, um, and yeah. and all like it's it's really the first time we've seen this. I think the scourges properly, um, as well as you know all the all the sort of magic they're using as well. Um, and it's really cool. It's a like I I felt like the CGI and the special effects and the stunts and whatever were were really cool, really well done. I thought I definitely thought the stunts were good. The CGI lacked a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but there was a lot of it. So it was yeah. cool. This bit's okay, but that's because they've got to do another bit and another bit and another yeah, bit. Yeah, and another yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of stuff going on in this, so I'm willing yeah. to to forgive some lesser parts. But yeah, Abby's like slitting throats and Alda's mm. calling up like dark clouds of of tentacles and like melting dudes, and it's so cool. Oh, I yeah. just it just you can't even describe it because that fog element to it as well. Mm. it cuts down on obviously where they're filming but mm-hmm. also it's that sense of of tension that even if you yeah. take one out you don't know who's coming next and yeah, it is exactly. this constant mm. constant fear for them of it's just split second decisions of suddenly mm. someone's there and you've got to do it right now and then you've got to do another right now um and because of this actually because of the the fog that one of the biddies gets hit with a poison dart that um that paralyze or paralyzes possibly kills. Or she she uh, drops, she, yeah, she drops to the yeah, ground. Yeah, she drops, and that kind of drops Alder's concentration, and another one gets slashed up, mm. uh, and Alder's going down. Yeah, yeah, um, she stumbles and and basically collapses. Um, and yeah. we see that the biddy that got hit with the dart has the um the the black veins of death. The black veins of death that have been infecting that Ray's been healing from everyone. Um, but yeah. but yeah, she's basically like Tally runs straight over to her and she can see that Ola's dying because she uh, is also aging as well. Um, mm-hmm. um, also, obviously, because her biddies are dying. Obviously, we know that when they die, she gets some of her age back. Um, yeah. So 
Oh, Tally. One thing I certainly did not see coming. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, Tally uh, basically says, take me. Um, take yeah. me and use me as one of your biddies to help to make sure that you're okay. Um, and um, Alda basically accepts and the other biddies start singing, which kind of like, where are the attackers right now? <laughs> but anyway, um, they start singing and they sing Tally uh, and sing Tally's youth onto Alda. Um, Tally, mm -hmm. it's a cool shot where Tally, um, Tally's sort of aging while um, Alda is... <laughs> unaging, de-aging, whatever. De-aging, um, <laughs> um, And um, she oh, this, comes, this was she awesome, comes up she does. She comes up and some guy's just running at them and she goes, windshear, and the guy just splits in two, like right yeah. down the middle from head to toe, just yeah. splits. It's it was like, so cool. Holy shit. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and then, oh, but, yeah, but just Tally's decision to do that. Oh, my God. I literally it's was like, watching oh. and being, like my mouth was open. I was like, no. No, like, oh my God, you cannot do this to Tally, please. <laughs> Actually, oh any of the and unit, really. Um, but yeah, I was like, But of course oh it'd be Tally. God. Yeah. Of course oh, it would sure. be Tally to make yeah. this choice. Well, I mean, uh, if you remember um, in one of the first couple of episodes, I think in the museum, they're talking about the biddies. And she said, I mean, at the time, obviously, she she was in revere of older, but she yeah, did sort of say still it, is. it would be an honour. And I don't know. I mean, she said, I don't know if I would be brave enough to do it. <laughs> and she <know>. was, bless. <laughs> Oh. It's, um, that's yeah, why it's heartbreaking like, oh because it God. is just giving herself completely to to Alda's life yeah. but also the fact that this has become an arc for Tally that it is this uh, this end point of her doubting herself of her wondering have I made the right choice have I really yeah. committed to this is it and she's just in that split second no this is the right choice this is what I need to do mm -hmm. and having that that pure realization it's just this is why I love her this is mm. why she's the pure, innocent cinnamon scroll. I know. Um, and I, I also I, think she realised that they needed Alda's power to get everyone, like those, you yeah. know, her fiends, her units, safe, to safety. Um, I think she realised yeah. that we need the stronger, we need the general, we need the strongest person here at their best. Um, so I'll I'll sacrifice myself to do so, or my youth to do so. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so, wow. Um, she's and, a, yeah, she's and then they, they quickly but hot yeah, put it off to like, the uh, helicopter. Get Get the old lady to the chopper. <laughs> oh, and there's this beautiful moment with the unit as as Abigail and Rayella are helping Tally um, over to the helicopter. She says to them um, something like, I, I didn't know what else to do. Um, mm. And, you know, um, and I think Rayelle says, you know, like, it's all right, you did good, Tal. Um, and yeah. it's like, it's just beautiful. Um, oh, my heart. I know. <laughs> any, anyone telling... Anyone telling uh, Tally that she did good and giving her that validation and, mm, oh, my God, mm, I just tear I up every single time. Uh, I don't know what's yeah. wrong with me. It's just so, <laughs> Nothing something wrong about, with you. No, that's something about say Tally that. Getting, something about people encouraging and praising Tally. It's just, <laughs> it's just what she needs. Mm. It's so sweet. Um, However. Here is, where I have, here is where I have the problem with the child. Um, <laughs> yes, that Ray yes. saved. So they're all in the chopper and the kid's like, no, I'm going to climb out. I'm going to run across that field of dead people. Well, he's never... No, but remember... Um, um, oh, my God, I forgot his name. Adil was like, our yeah. family... Our, our people are scared of helicopters. And when we see a helicopter, okay. we, we know that they're coming to get us. So he's he's terrified. Okay. He doesn't why want to is get his... the big helicopter. Why is the parent not holding on to him? <laughs> they're dead. They're dead, Jeremy. Okay? He's got no one. They... 
then why is that whatever caregiver has been looking after him for the last there's there's an element of strap the kid in if he's getting in a helicopter you don't want him falling out because he just walked out of the door exactly why is he just wandering around on his own i totally get it yeah who was holding him like i get it i will cut them some slack because it is horrible working with children and animals this is the the thing about about kids. I was just listening to the Scrubs podcast and they're talking about how the baby would just look at the boom mic in every shot and look at the crane and it was impossible to get yeah. the kid not to look at the camera. Yeah. And I suspect it's something like this. They needed him to run away for a reason and the best they could give was, cool, he's just going to hop down and run across the field. It's like that... With the light is going, we need that sunset orange glow for like another three yeah. days or another six yeah. shots. So we're just going to, this is the best one. Fine. We, it's done. The kid's over there. That's the important thing. Yeah. Um, so he runs off and Ray's like, cool, I'll go get him. Um, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I'm and, on the no, ground anyway. Yeah. So she runs off to get him. Abigail also goes, obviously, to watch. To back her up. Like, yeah. to, to back them up as if, while Ray um, is getting getting the boy sort of and convincing him to come back. Um, and she, Rael, uh, kneels down with him and sort of says, I know what you need. And she takes her charm, yep. her protection charm uh, mm-hmm. that was sitting sitting on her heart, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. takes it off and says, this is a protection charm. It'll keep you safe um, and puts it on yep. him. Uh, and then Abby picks him up and runs him back to the chopper while Rael is standing guard. And, uh, okay. <laughs> and then um, Abby basically gets to the chopper, passes the boy off. And then yep. um, turns around uh, to look back at Abby to yes, look and, back at Ray. Uh, and Tally, uh, Biddy, Biddy Tally, unfortunately, um, obviously sees something, but sees it a bit too late and screams Ray Still scrying. Um, yep. And we turn back to see a, uh, a sword, a cutlass, a dagger, a knife, a joke. A rapier. Something sharp and pointy. Yeah, rapier. Um, shoved through Rayel's chest. Exactly, I'm sure, to the millimetre, exactly where that protection charm was sitting. Uh, okay, and... this is just poor form from Ray. <laughs> what do you mean? The... Okay. She has to... Why... Well, as in, why did she turn her back to the yeah. field? Yeah. Yeah, she should never have turned her back to the field yeah. in the first place. Because yeah. if Abby's running for the helicopter, then Ray should be watching the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get, I get, okay, Abby's now watching for anyone coming, and Ray can, like, cool, it's quicker running. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is this is I, I don't want to blame Look, Ray for getting stabbed, but it's a little bit Ray's fault. <laughs> that she well, should have been watching I mean, her six. Sure. She's in a she's in a combat situation. Like, she should be like watching I her six. Say they, I feel like they haven't been in training for very long. And um mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean either way. Um Yeah. Also, that's not really what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on, dear God, Ray, no. I'm going to die. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to avoid the fact that Ray just got stabbed. Yeah. Um, and although yeah, it so, does seem like that um, that charm works. Yeah, yeah, right. Like the minute she takes it off and then suddenly there's a bloody rapier sticking through um, her body. Um, so anyway, yeah. she drops to the ground. Abby starts, Abby, um, Abby goes for her. The, the dude away, yeah. um, which is pretty cool. Um, and Abby go, runs up to save her and basically grabs her hand and says, I've got you, and starts trying to do... To drag her over. Do, do yeah. the, no, no, no. She's just trying to fix her. Oh, is she trying to fix her? I thought she was trying yeah, to pick yeah, her yeah. up and get no, her no, in a no, helicopter. No, I thought she's no, like, no. I don't have time. No, no. She's she's basically saying to Ray, shut up and let me focus because I'm trying to... She, I think she made it even say, either let me focus or let me concentrate because she's trying to fix her. Um, and... Yeah. Um, because she can see well, like, that makes more sense blood, right um and royale's yeah. like let go um because you know yeah i'm gonna take you yeah, with me I'm... like ray knows she's dying 
Um, and she's and, seen what happens with Porter as well. If you're trying to heal someone who's dying, it will mess yeah. you up really bad. Um, yeah. Um, and at this point, everyone in the helicopter is sort of like watching and being like, oh, fuck, what do we do? Um, and a Camarilla fucking Xena Chakram um, mm-hmm. takes out takes out one of the choppers. Actually, no, I don't want them to have a Xena Chakram because they're baddies and Xena's the best. Um, I take that they've back. Got a, they've a got frisbee, some sort a frisbee of, disc. of death. Yeah, they get a frisbee of death. Um, and they, yeah, they take out one of the other choppers, um, and which, I mean, like, the only other chopper, yeah, better aim guys. You can't see that everyone else is in this other chopper. Like, anyway, I know they took Um, out the empty chopper. It's like, oh no, (laughs) not our empty spare. Yeah. Yeah. And Alda's like, no, we have to go. Um, and like Bridie's clearly like, ah, like maybe we should keep waiting. And Alda's like, no. And she makes the call and basically says, let's go. So they start to take off, unfortunately. Um, and, um, so Abby and, and yeah. Ray are kind of left behind and Abby, yes. well, she can't both, heal. Yeah. yeah. Well, they she both just collapses collapse. because she can't, um, she can't save her. Yeah. And they're still, still holding hands though. Yeah. Rayelle says, um, like, oh, it's going to hmm. be the hero. Uh, but like she says it affectionately. Uh, it's really, it's quite nice. You're always got to be the hero. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Abigail says, um, you know, I love you, shitbird. Um, while they basically, they're, you know, I think their eyes are sort of closing as they're either becoming unconscious or, or dying, whatever. Um, mm. And then... Yeah, there's like this... This episode massive, coming, coming this for is, us. This is where the, suddenly the CGI picks up, like this weird <laughs> black smoke mm. fire thing bursts mm. out from them. Yeah. Um, yeah, from their hands. It, All their hands start to glow and then that, that's that black sort of stuff starts to appear. Um, and... Um, and they were sort of watching. The, everyone's watching from the chopper as they're above. Um, mm. And yeah, this this. And Taylor's like, just like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, and it, it, it shakes the chopper as well because it's such like this massive sort of explosion that keeps sort of rising. Um, and yeah, and Tally says, "What was that?" And, and General Alder says, "She has no idea." And she looks like she looks upset that they're leaving them. But you're almost kind of like, "Are you more upset because you suddenly saw?" that weird, yeah. like, that weird power. And now you're like, damn it, what was that? <laughs> like, you know, are you more upset about that than losing, you know, losing a couple of the cadets? Um, I don't know. I have theories. I have theories. <laughs> we'll get to another time. But, um, yeah, mm. it's, it's what the fuck is going on? Yeah. If Alda doesn't know and no one around knows and just, like, suddenly is this just, like, some sort of burst of energy from dying witches, which we've never seen before? Yeah. So, but it can't be, yeah. right? Because Alda would have seen witches die. Um, yeah, exactly. Is it just so? Yeah. What, what's the deal with it? Yeah, so it's really, really weird. Um, and we see that something is spreading across the ground, um, mm. um, almost like, like the black like veins, blooming. Um, yeah, almost like a um, fungus. Yeah, like a fungus. Yes, uh, and it's following Abby and Ray um, as they just kind less of dead like than previously expected. Just yeah, they're, well, they're wandering and they're kind of looking around them being like, what the hell is happening? And they're still holding hands. Um, and, yeah, they're just kind of walking through this weird, shimmery, black, smoky, I don't know. Um, Landscape. Area. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at this point, I was still, I wasn't 100% sure. I was like, are they dead? Are they in another, like another yeah. plane of existence? Um, is this um, the afterlife? Yeah, so I, yeah, yeah. So I, I was, I didn't, I didn't know, but I was like, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, which I feel like I said like 20 times during this episode. Like it was like, what? Oh yeah. Um, Certainly this finale sequence, like all this final sequence, particularly from pretty much from the point where 
the Camarilla were revealed, most of my comments were, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it started off with the camera, like, the Camarilla. I'm like, who the fuck yeah. are they? And then yeah. Tally's a biddy. I'm like, what the fuck? And then yeah. then Ray gets stabbed. I'm like, what the fuck? Gets... And then suddenly everything, and then yeah, it know. ends. It's, it's and mental. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, we've got <laughs> another what the fair. fuck coming, though. We do. We get one more what the fuck. Uh, because, well, the helicopters fly <laughs> well, off into the two. orange sunset. Maybe two. But, yeah, uh, yeah, feel, go on. Yeah, well, we get two more. Um, so then we cut to Scylla. Mm. Uh, walking down just what looks like a regular suburban street. Mm. In, um, in she... civilian weird, civilian clothes as well. Um, yeah. Which I think is the first time we've seen her in um, not her uniform, which I'm a bit sad about because I think she looked really good in the uniform. That's the first time we've seen Amalia not in the uniform. We've seen Scylla in... Um, oh, for God's sake! Like, <laughs> it's the same character. Oh, we've seen Scylla yeah. like this before. Okay, cool. The fact that they recast because Amalia is amazing is, is, you know, not... Anyway, don't get me started on that whole thing. Um, anyway, she comes to her house and she mm-hmm. see, she goes inside and gives the, the person... Or she gives the person outside a password. The mm. um, Is this the, yeah, the, the way, standard the spree catchphrase? Is, yeah, the way out is over or something and the way under is in or fucking, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Not, not going to lie. It's the standard it's, spree thing. Yeah, yeah. And who knows what The means. thing that she said to Ray when they were making out ages ago like into episode two yeah oh that's right the the way to get through this is the way out is through and anyway um it's apparently the spree just catchphrase uh besides we are the spree Mm. uh so she goes inside and we Mm. linger on the street for a little bit and we see quartermain Mm. who seems to be out for a jog casually jogging she's pretending to be (laughs) casually jogging past and just stops and is like oh look the spree yeah yeah she bends over Which, to like catch her breath and sort of is, and obviously sees um sees Scylla go into the house. Um, which yeah. so that again to go back to the previous debate we were having. Yeah. Like surely that was that's obviously Anna Costi's plan all along, but just Scylla's not in on it, right? Like the plan. Oh yeah, Scylla's definitely not in it. Well, that's why she has to tell Scylla like make it look good because of course it has to all make sense and she needs Scylla to think that you yeah. know she's going to be unconscious and and whatever. But here is where the the zoom on the onto her face and the eyes snapping open doesn't make sense to me. They don't need that shot for this shot. Like we don't need to see that Anacostia was faking it to know to realize that she followed Scylla. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's like, a good point. It, it emph- well, here's the thing that it emphasizes more. It spells out that a lot more directly that that's no, what but you're right. doing. You're right. If we but, hadn't have seen that little eye pop open. And but we were just watching this scene. We would. It's obviously clear she did follow her. Um, yeah. Although maybe and the fact it, it that she's jogging it out of. But maybe it highlights that Scylla doesn't know. Because if, if, we, if we didn't see her eye pop open, we would be like, "Well, does Scylla know that she's led her to the house? Maybe. Maybe that maybe. that was a plan that they formed. But whereas I feel like her eye popping open implies that Scylla yeah. actually is not aware of this. I, I would say that might be maybe what's going on. But given how little they explain in other areas that we'd much prefer them to explain, mm-hmm. I feel that that shot is why this and not other things is mm. is my point. Yeah. I feel that they could have left that more ambiguous and explained something else yeah. later in, or earlier in the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that tracks that um, that we need that that a little bit of extra that, because Anticost is pretty close behind Scylla. Although like if she was just running, 
if she was running, maybe yeah. she wasn't that close. That's true. I'll give uh, you that. I mean, she would have been paying attention for quite a while. <laughs> give me but, something else, Jeremy, and I'll shoot it right down. I, <laughs> I'm on a roll here. Let's go. <laughs> if she's if she's running along, I mean, you run faster than you walk, and Scylla didn't seem like she was going at a particularly fast pace. Mm-hmm. At some point, Anacostia would have had to slow her own pace not to catch up with Scylla. Yeah. I'm saying it's not a great way of following her. I feel that Anacostia is not the only one following her. Which is, I don't know, it feels a little bit, Scylla may have noticed before that, but I'm gonna, just going to hand wave it away of, Scylla didn't notice, Anacostia followed her. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that reading of okay. it. It's just, when you, again, when you start to break it down, it starts yeah. to be a little bit, that didn't well, really work. Remember, I've told you, just let these things happen. You don't <laughs> need, you don't need to think too much about them. Let's just sit back well, and enjoy with a, with a vapid smile on our face. <laughs> it's the end of the season. I have so many questions right yeah, now. True. Of course, I'm going to think more about it. Because as Scylla is walking through this house mm-hmm. and seeing other spree members, mm. um, she goes into the kitchen and finds a woman cooking mushrooms. I mean, mm. is there something about mushrooms that we you need to, to know here? Because uh, mushrooms are a recurring theme. Either way, the woman's got her back to her and just like, well, how did you get out? Mm-hmm. Um, and turns around and it's Ray's mother. Ray's mother is just there, alive, cooking mushrooms for the spree. Yeah, and she says, uh, she says to, because she thinks she says, um, how did you get out? And Scylla says, um, Anacostia, let me, you know, yeah. basically like, oh, I turned Anacostia, I'm amazing. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, and, and the woman sort of says, like, good job. Um, and then, yeah, she turns around and says, um, you were supposed to bring me my daughter. Um, mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you can tell you can tell from Scylla's reaction that she had no idea. Yeah, there's a little but bit of like, oh shit, you're my girlfriend's mum. Uh, yeah, 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 hundred percent. Like you can see, like Amalia's her face, like her micro impressions. You literally see her cycle through, like, wait, what? And then being like, being like, a, oh shit, you're, you're, I've. I've um <laughs> Fuck you, you maybe you've even yeah, you've have you even watched us in the mirror doing things that you know you don't really want your your mother in law, you know, per se to, mm-hmm. to see. Like, um, oh wait, you know every you wait, you know um, what I did too. Oh, oh no. Oh yeah, no, you're mad um, at me. And then and then I feel like there's also a little a little expression that's almost kind of like what the f- why didn't you tell me like if you'd fucking told me i would have brought her like as in you know what i mean like if Scylla knew yeah. she was taking real to her mum, she wouldn't have let her at the wedding get out of it she would have been like no no let's go um you know what i mean yeah. like yeah so and you can yeah there was a little bit like so this with the expressions like yeah there's a little bit of oh wait this was for you it wasn't for the spree yeah. which again is a again there's that that mix of expression of then what the fuck was it for but also mm-hmm oh, wait, you care about her and it's not just about the power and we could have got out and it would have mattered. And mm, yeah, there's a mm-hmm. lot going on there. Yeah, I know. And oh, what um, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's How it. Come I- and that's the end. And that's it. The end. <laughs> oh, um. Tune in for season two. Oh, my God. Yes, please do, Jeremy. Oh, my so God. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Now that we're done recording, I'm going to go start watching season two <sighs> and find out what's happening. And um, <sighs> when we talk next week with the, the proper wrap up, I'm sure I'll have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> because um, that is what we were doing for well this has been a long episode we have gone on a lot yeah and yeah it is draining as a last episode should be 
Mm. I feel yeah, like well, this is, you need that finale. Like, yeah, a lot happened mm. in this episode. It felt mm-hmm. like not... it. When you break it down, what happened? They didn't go to war college. They got on a plane. They well, so found what, they the, say the They, came they worked out it was a Camarilla. Um, Ray and Abby maybe died uh, and Tally became a bitch. Yeah. yeah, so huge events for yeah. a short period of time. And again, it kind of boils down to D&D where you have a 30-second combat taking six hours um, and you brush over eight weeks of travel in 10 seconds. And it's like, that's kind of what we're getting here too. It's yeah, like you're down in about bit. 40 minutes. A lot of stuff happened just then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, however, it is time for our final final part or the final mm-hmm. choice of the season, something we mm-hmm. do every episode, where we pick a character, an NPC, or a character that we would choose to make an NPC or a player character in one of our games, whether we mm-hmm. choose to play them or whether we think it'd be really cool just to have them in the world that we exist. And I've got mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear Elise's okay. first. Ladies first. Um, <laughs> As is um, appropriate for Motherland. <laughs> I... I... I feel like it's almost like, like I know that we've chosen different people and so I'm kind of like, Good. what are you doing? Um, I feel like it's without a doubt, this episode especially, it has to be General Older. Um, yeah. You know, like I feel like this whole season, right, has been building and I would have her as uh, an NPC and this mm-hmm. whole season has been building, right, you know, we hear about General Older and we know she's been in X amount of battles and she's, you know, she's been running, you know, the military for X amount of years and, um, you know, we hear, obviously she's powerful, but we never really see anything apart from, um, I guess, the, um, what, the diplomatic side or the, yeah, you know, where she's just kind of leading and, and making speeches and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, whereas in this episode, we actually see her in action. Um, and she's fucking amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Like, she's so cool. Like, the way she uses the scourge and obviously her powers, like, splitting that guy in half and doing the lightning kind of storm. Um, like she's obviously so powerful. And I feel like something like a character like that, like an NPC that's that's in this town maybe and maybe accompanies players on missions or every so often or, you know, or almost jumps in and out of missions and it's like, how are you still following us? But whatever. And they're all mm-hmm. mysterious and you've heard about them, you know, that they're, they're really old and they've been in so many battles and they've got all these scars and but you never really see them fight. They'll sort of come in and be like, oh, do this, do this. And then maybe, maybe when you get to the boss battle or, or you know, just a, a few whatever games down the track later in the campaign, they actually join you and they actually fight in, in one of the whatever. And they're just like a boss like they're just so mm-hmm. and you're like yeah damn yeah you've uh you've yep. earned your reputation um and i just feel like that like i feel like that's that's general older it's just this mysterious intriguing you know possibly powerful player um npc and then you finally see them in action and you're like holy fuck um yeah, yeah. i i love that idea for an npc i mean i picked older last week yeah um as, as a campaign villain more yeah true. rather than yeah. than the the NPC mentor in this case, mm. but that would work so well that you have someone who's giving them missions and saying, Hey, can you go out and do this? I'm too old to do it. I'm, I'm yeah, tired, yeah. that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And I don't do that base, stuff anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. The base or whatever is raided and they pull out the, Oh, and I've just got this massive sword that I've, I've always yeah. been holding on to, And they just slaughter <laughs> everyone. It's like, yeah. yeah, I'm just tired. I don't want to have to do all this, all this stuff all the time, but I can. And I totally. will, if you hurt yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me there's a there's a scene in Batman Beyond. I think it's Batman Beyond. It might be one of the the movies. Batman Begins. Batman Beyond. No, Batman Beyond. This is the animated is. series. <laughs> okay. It's set in the it's set in the far future and basically there's a new Batman Terry McGuinness, but his mentor back in the cave is Terry Bruce McGinnis. Wayne. Terry McGuinness. 
Stephen Yeah, Knight? Terry McGuinness. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> first, it's going to be people's soccer football debate, and now the Terry McGuinness <laughs> fans are going to come after you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, it's all hits. Uh, and his his mentor back in the cave is Bruce Wayne, who's just mm-hmm. too old to go out and crime fight these days. And it's that, that when someone does break into the cave, he shows you that, oh, I'm old, but when I need to, I will still yeah. beat the living crap yeah. out of you because I was Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's just that, can't that be bothered right Alder, now. Yeah, yeah. But I totally it's General Alder who has to sign things and deal with training and things. Mm. But when I'm in the field, I'm fucking General Alder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, which yeah. daddy, which daddy's fucking general older? But um, <laughs> Jesus, she is she is general older, and there's a reason she's a general, and there's a yes. reason she's been around for three hundred years, and she yes. will just slaughter everything. And it's there's so a reason cool. she's leading the army. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, yeah, she was she was awesome. But I picked her last week, so I can't this time. So I yeah. have picked my girl, your mm-hmm. girl, mm. the amazing Tally Craven. Everyone's girl. <laughs> yep. She she hung out all season. I avoided picking her because once I knew what had happened, I did watch this show twice to uh, when planning for this. Mm-hmm. Um, this was always going to be tally for me. Yeah, because it is the the arc mm. that this would be the player character that she is just desperately seeking something, and that to me is what a player character should be. They should have this goal in mind mm. that spurs all of their actions. Yeah. That spurs their interactions with other characters, with NPCs, with mm-hmm. monsters, whatever it is mm-hmm. in your game. That they're trying to to decide on what they're going to do. That she's mm. always seeking that validation. I mean, I just want to give her a hug most of the time and just say, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're making the right choices. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Believe but, in yourself. Trust yourself. Um, yeah. Mm. Because she's smart and she's got attitude and she's mm. got a fucking backbone. She's mm. got an amazing steel of spark. Steel of spine, spine of steel <laughs> that we yeah. see from the very first episode when she realizes that Abby tried to get out and she's like, yeah. no, fuck you guys. I'm the yeah. one that's actually holding all this together. Yeah. And again, that comes to that whole betrayal that she feels when Abby does eventually leave without saying mm. goodbye or mm. that's what she believes anyway. But she is constantly seeking that out. And I feel that that's the drive that player characters need to have. They always need to be seeking out something particularly mm. personal to them. And Tally mm. is searching for that that verification that she's made the right choice. Yeah. That she has she's given up her her mother, her safe home, that she is putting herself into harm's way. Mm. That I really love. As a as a mechanical thing, I love the idea of her as a scrying specialist, like a, a divination specialist that will always know where everybody on the battlefield is. Yeah. Is that possible we'll in D&D? I'm not sure. I feel it would mm. be a build that would be a little mm. bit tricky. I feel in, mm. say, a cyberpunk game or a more sci-fi game, there might be a hacker mm. where they're like, I'm going through it. I'm seeing all the defenses and I'm the person at the keyboard saying, hey, go left here. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just wait, wait 20 seconds while the guard passes and then mm. you can go. That kind yeah. of attitude. So even her powers make her this really fascinating character mm. to play. Yeah. And it's not just because she's amazing and gorgeous. That was like why I liked her to start with. And she's an adorable, yeah. basically baby puppy um, <laughs> being like, Ooh, boys. I like the boys. Um, <laughs> I just think that her arc is probably the most compelling for me. I'd say, yeah, even over Ray, who's probably the second, okay. second for me. Ray's 
Ray's clawing herself out of the depression and coming to the point where she actually wants to live and feels love again is super powerful. But Tally's quest for self-identity is mm. is um, much stronger to me, particularly when mm. I'm coming to, to pick a player character. Whew. It's a good choice. That was, yes. I, it'll be interesting to see how I feel about her in season two. Yes, it will. So. Again, I refrain from commenting. Oh uh, my will God, will so she nervous. stay a biddy? It remains to be seen. I'm going with no. <laughs> but we will deal with a lot of those questions yeah. next week because we will do a campaign wrap-up, I guess, or a series wrap-up where um, we'll just talk about some of the ideas, what we liked about the show, kind of bringing it all together, um, possibly some of the things we were expecting from season two that may or may not have come. We'll, we'll, <laughs> well probably I'll both watched it by oh, then. So. Will, yeah, I was going to say, Will, you have watched it all by then, maybe? We'll try to be spoiler-free we'll for season two. We'll probably talk more about season one, but also maybe what a role-playing game set in the Motherland universe might be like. Um, mm. So tune in next week. Please subscribe, if you can, on wherever you found podcasts. Uh, we do really appreciate it. If you want to send us an email, uh, you can. The email address, well, actually, the best way to find me anywhere online is at dndntvpod. Uh, that's Instagram, Twitter, chuck at gmail at the back and you've got an email address as well um send us what your thoughts were for season one please don't spoil me for season two i mean by the time you get this i'll probably have watched the whole thing like three times anyway but uh have i left anything out every time you know i've left something out haven't i oh i don't know ratings or ratings yeah leave us a rating on um apple podcasts on spotify wherever you can rate podcasts or leave comments subscribing is the best way because we are weekly uh, and as I said, there will be an episode next week. Um, I want to thank Elise for for taking this journey with me for the last 10 weeks. Well, it's been a lot longer for us. It's been a lot longer for us, but oh. for the last 10 weeks of record recording. Mm. Uh, but of course, we will be thanking even more next week. Uh, and thank you all for coming along too. So thank you for listening. Uh, tune in next week. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. Uh, be kind to yourselves and stay safe and may all your hits be crits. Mm.